remarkable idea. An idea that has intrigued and attracted and literally thrilled thousands upon thousands of men, women, and children. And you, my friends, are about to witness this idea become a reality. For this is the story of the miracle sea in the desert. And welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I am a mere figment of your imagination. I look forward to once again serve you those conscious coma-inducing vibrations. First-time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a very different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity, live and direct, and in the flesh. Thank you to those who were asking if I was okay after that quake hit here in California. I am safe. I didn't feel a thing, ladies and gentlemen. I was sound asleep when the whole ordeal happened. I was not even close. I do appreciate that. Very kind of you, boys and girls out there. And for those who were affected by the quake and were injured or had property damaged, I do apologize to you. Living in Southern California does have its little faults there, definitely. The next mega quake is on the horizon, many think. As we get the ball rolling here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we have a full house. My first guest this evening is Dr. Louis Torrey. Like the great prophet Nostradamus, Dr. Louis Torrey was born and raised in France. Following four incredible solid UFO experiences, he was influenced to rekindle Nostradamus' methods of divine astrology and spent many years reviving the seer's rare Kabbalistic healing method. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. I hope you're doing well out there wherever you are. Thank you to those in America for supporting the program. And of course, those outside of America truly, truly appreciate that. Now let's get down to brass tacks here. I've spoken enough. Let's bring in our first guest. And doctor, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear, Michael. Perfect. Thank you for being on the program here this evening and uh, spending some of your time with us all here. Well, uh, I want to thank you for having me in your show, and we believe that, that we're going to have a good time. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. How are you, sir? I'm glad you're here tonight. We've got some uh, truly enjoyable topics to take on and hopefully some cause or two if you are okay with that. Absolutely. Uh, the, the more uh, I can delegate with people, uh, the better it is. Awesome. Awesome. If anybody does want to call in, that number is 760-332-8724. One more time, 760-332-8724. Don't just sit back behind your keyboards or more mobile devices. Put them to use. You don't have to wait for me to signal you to call in. When your little hearts are compelled enough to call in, please... Please feel free to do so. Me and Lewis here will not buy too hard. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Definitely, my friend. And of course, with all the things going on around the world here, Lewis, I thought about you, my friend. You are someone who has been able to predict all sorts of strange things. And you've been doing this for such a long time. It's truly incredible, my friend. 
Yeah, if I recall, I started in uh, 1995 with Art Bell was when I predicted a religious war with the United States and the Middle East. And Art Bell, I, I'll never forget that. He goes, excuse me, what? A religious war with the United States? <laughs> oh, my. And, uh, that was before 9-11, before the invasion of Iraq, before uh, Osama bin Laden, and, of course, before ISIS. I mean, you're talking in 1995. And... Uh, uh, in fact, uh, I did a radio show that was uh, June the 20th with uh, is um, uh, the guy that works on the, um, uh, on the equipment. Now he has his own radio show. I'm not going to mention anything. His name is John. I'm ah, not going to mention anything else. No worries. Um, and and I uh, I did uh, I told him to be ready for our, our very serious earthquakes uh, and of course he's on the he's on the show uh, and I also told him that uh, President Trump would go to um, visit his friends uh, in North Korea and that was well before uh, you know the president announced it. So my record prediction, without being an egocentric, uh, it's uh, it's very real, it's very solid, and it's, it's trustful. And hopefully, with your permission, Mike, later on, um, I will give you some dates. Oh, yes. You don't have to ask me for permission on that one. That's what we definitely will get into as we go along here. And, of course, my friend, I do want to say, as a preamble doctor, I wanted to discuss your background just to get things warmed up here tonight before we tackle on all sorts of things. Uh, for instance, like the Reptilius and David Icke. I definitely mm -hmm. wanted to talk about those things. But before we tackle on the meat and potatoes here, I wanted to talk about your upbringing. We don't have to get too much into detail, but you were born in France and grew up there for several years. Is that correct? Yes, I spent uh, 22 years of my life uh, in France, in Provence, where Nostradamus was born. I don't have nothing to do with the prophet, apart from that I was born under the same stars. <laughs> right. And uh, um, later on, with all sorts of incredible UFOs experiences, I was led to um, master a 16th century divine astrology methodology. And again, 500 years ago, we didn't have a watch or a computer. So astrology was practiced uh, most of all as an art with intuition and symbolism. And like Nostradamus, I use quatrains. And uh, very, very um, obvious keywords because, again, you know, in 2019, I do not have to fear the Inquisitions uh, like he did. And his work was very uh, mystical, very elusive, mostly because he had to keep his head on his shoulder. Uh, mine is very, very honest, very uh, um, obvious, very direct. And especially when I give dates on the radio, like I'm going to do tonight. Amazing. Like I did again with John. So um, that's my background. I was born and raised in the south of France. I had some incredible UFO experiences. And I'm past the word believing, uh, first of all, because it's not a religion. As far as I'm concerned, it's, it's very real. Very, very real. Very real, yes. And Louis, do you have any uh, recollection of coming to America? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I spent about uh, uh, close to 11 years in England where I was working three jobs and um, uh, learning how to play piano at the Royal School of Music. Uh, and then one day I met a guy and never seen in a discotheque and he, he showed me a quarter. I never seen a, a, a American quarter before. And he told me, hey, um, you know what? Uh, 
if you ever go to America, just, you know, here's my cart, you, you can meet me. So that was what literally stimulated me. So I worked even harder, uh, and then I came to this country, of course, uh, illegally, <laughs> but I married later on. And, right. you know, and, and then um, uh, I'm still looking for the guy. And, you know, he gave me his, his card, so I, when I arrived in San Diego, uh, I was walking all over the place uh, for the for, for the address, and when I finally found it, I, I saw a couple of old guys there, and uh, I said, "Hey, can I can I speak to?" Uh, in fact, his name was Mike. Oh wow! <laughs> can I can I speak to Mike? He says, uh, mm -mm, uh, "There is no Mike here." I said, "Oh, come on, please! There's got to be. A, he's his car." So I showed him the car. He says, "No, uh, no, we've been here for." for 30 years, and we're selling T-shirts and all sort of things around the beach, but there is no mic. And I say, is there any way, because we didn't have any cell phone during those days or computer. Sure. The internet didn't exist in 1984 when I first arrived here. And uh, I said, okay, well, um, let's call him. And then, of course, the, the number went nowhere. So that's pretty incredible. Wow. I mean, that, that's a fact. I'm not making it up. That's yes. a fact. No doubt. And of course, San Diego has changed drastically since that time. And when was the last time you were out here? Um, I was uh, uh, out there uh, when I was, uh, uh, you know, with my wife. She drove me there because I had an accident uh, last August and I'm oh, just right, right. recovering from a surgery, hip surgery. So we drove there. It was pretty tough, but with painkiller, we were able to go there. And I met uh, with George Norrie and met with Tom, his producer, met uh, with a lot of people. Uh, that's last time. And that was for the uh, um, UFO in the desert, you know. Yes, the contact in the desert. Yeah, excuse me. Yes, I. <laughs> Yeah, those I indications recall. still get to my head. <laughs> no worries. It's actually pretty fun out there. I had uh, gone out there when it was in Joshua Tree, California. Now it's a little bit uh, further down there. Yep. Yeah, and I'm probably going to be uh, speaking there next okay. year. That's going to be pretty interesting. Oh, if you'll Can be wait. there, I'll definitely try to make it. Oh, please. I'd like to meet you and give you for dinner, have a couple of drinks. Should yeah, be that'd, okay by then. <laughs> that'd be great. And definitely let... Uh, George Nori and Tom Danheiser. No, I said hello. Uh, they they're big fans of mine. Oh yes, oh yeah, they're formidable. In fact, I'm supposed to do something with them next September, uh, a TV show or something. I don't have all the details. Oh, they'll we, love we that. Have, we'd have it all planned for <laughs> September. So amazing. And of course, you have developed a friendship with uh, celebrities as well. I was yes. looking at your website, and you actually have a photo with Gary Busey. Uh, I'm curious to know, I know this is completely out of a left field here, but how did you come across Gary Busey? And he was very interested in uh, some of the things that you work on. When he thought he gave me uh, the best endorsement on the planet, it's on my website. Wow. <laughs> you can see the endorsement he gave me. It's, um, I, I met him through uh, Jordan Maxwell, which is also a really good friend of mine. Uh, and then we became friends and, uh, you know, we very close friends. Um, and, you know, a lot of people tend to misjudge Gary. They do not know him. Gary, I never seen Gary smoking or drinking uh, since he had this accident, of course, because he was using a lot of drugs. And that's probably one of the reasons why he's still alive, because he completely quit that nasty things, but that it definitely has affected uh, his behavior. Uh, and, and not also that he is a Gemini, so he has a gift of youth. He's, I just spoke to him like four days ago. Oh, wow. He's doing all sorts of things. He 
in New York. He's going to England. Uh, of course, he has a son that he names uh, Luke after me, literally. And I'm always invited to his birthday. So it's it's we've got a very, very close relationship. And uh, uh, he was born with the planet Uranus, which in Greek mythology is called the eccentric um, and, and the genius. And um, uh, it, it, this planet makes him a very, very unique, very talented, very special person. And a lot of people who do not know uh, the stars cannot really understand his eccentric, original, artistic, uh, genius qualities. And the proof of that, when he says to me, Louis, get your camera, I'm going to do an endorsement on you. Wow. Uh, and he went on his balcony. It, it just was a straight shot. I mean, I can't believe what he did. You'd need to watch that little endorsement. That came from his heart and his soul. And only a really gifted person like him would be able to come up uh, without without any rehearsal and do such a beautiful endorsement for me. Yeah, that's, he's a professional, no doubt. And, of course, I hate to even say this about Gary Busey, but, of course, since we're talking about him i still remember him on celebrity rehab and i love that show i never missed an episode and yep. my goodness he was uh, quite the character as well as Vern troyer aka mini me poor poor guy he also <laughs> self-destructed on on that program as well if you remember uh, believe me, uh, I took him for a boating once when he came and visited me here. And in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the week, I thought that nobody is going to bother him or me. We're going to be just fine. There was only three people on one boat on, on Lake Pleasant in Phoenix. And those guys were uh, uh, on the Navy. And they were just off, you know, having having good time on their own boats. Sure. And soon they cross us and they scream, oh, my God, Gary Busey, Gary. And they follow us on the lake. And we finally had to stop. There was only three people people in that meal of the week and wow. they knew Gary. I had <laughs> no he, idea you also knew Vern Troyer. Yes. You know what I know? I, I know all sorts of people. There is a lot of people that I cannot mention. I have to keep no their, doubt, you yes. know, I have to keep uh, privacy. Right. Um, uh, but, um, you know, I have been dwelling also with uh, Donald Trump's wife, uh, her first wife, um, Ivanka. Uh, if I recall, and uh, you know, she was led to me. We had a long conversation over the phone, and that was during the hard time she had with uh, the current president. But um, in, in my line of work, you don't know who's going to call me. Yeah, true. I mean, uh, including the FBI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's that's another thing I did want to ask you. Your work has actually led you down that sort of. Um, a path that you didn't want to go down, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you didn't set out to want to get the attention of the feds there. No, not really. What I did is uh, when I knew it was going to be a really bad um, terrorist attack in France, I went to their website and I told them I was French, I'm in America, and I'm telling them on that specific day, be ready for a terrorist attack. The next thing you know, uh, that was the, the first time uh, they signed me the American uh, uh, FBI, because they thought I was a sleeping cell. Then they did it again when there were uh, another terrorist attack in New York. Next thing you know, another two guys came here. So the, the FBI visited me twice because of my predictions. So I have decided to be a little bit uh, careful wow. when I dwell with uh, terrorist predictions. So I kind of back it off with that. Yeah, that must have really freaked out the wife. 
oh my gosh, you have no idea. Those guys did like a couple of hours. They asked me every question on the planet. And I told them, uh, you know what, I'm not a sleeping cell. So they checked my green card, they checked everything. Uh, and then I took them in my office and I showed them the software that I use, a software that is similar to the one that uh, is used by NASA to send the shuttle out there, apart from, of course, and, and I know that the planets are much more than dead rock hanging out there for the sake of beauty to be used by NASA scientists to have fun. Uh, no. Um, so I try to explain to them that I practice uh, uh, forensic astrology yes. and that would allow me to do these type of things. But it was, they were only like, what, 35 years old, 40 years old kids. So they never connected with me. They, they, they were indoctrinated in their own scientific uh, views and values. Anything that is not accepted uh, by traditional science is not uh, necessarily perceived as valuable. Sad enough, it is. Understood. And I should have asked you this earlier, but it did come to mind just now. Uh, during your upbringing, I'm surprised because judging from past interviews and throughout the years I have heard you talk, to the public doctor, mm -hmm. it seems like you have not always been aligned with religion. And given the fact that you are from France, I would figure that you were sort of uh, your parents or someone, family, any, anyone out there might have tried to influence you with that and try to indoctrinate you with uh, Catholicism. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, you, you need to understand that uh, you, you can't relate to somebody because of uh, their education, their intelligence, uh, their experiences, and most of all, their stars. You're related to your family genetically only. Your, your physical DNA is 150% like your brother, your sister, your mom, and your dad. You may even look like them. But on the spiritual DNA or the UCI or the unique celestial identity, you have nothing to do with your closest family member. They're never going to be behaving like you, feel like you, create like you, have the same faith than you. So I was born to understand the face and the tools of God outside of traditional religious values. And I understood later on that all religions were created by the reptilians to produce chaos. So uh, my mom always told me, God bless her soul. I gave the exact date of her death on, on, on radio, uh, sad enough. Um, she always told me, you know what? I found God uh, my way because she was very religious. Uh, and you will find yours. And she was right. I, I believe in God and I believe in Jesus too. But uh, I believe in Jesus' cosmic ministry. Um, not what the Vatican, which is a corporation, wants you to believe in indoctrinated society. Uh, Jesus' ministry is based upon the uh, the 12 specific energy, which represent the 12 apostles, the 12 signs of the Zodiac, the 12 sins, the 12 jury, the 12 hours of the day, the 12 months of the year. And all those information are not available to, to the general public while they are being used by the Vatican Council. That's why if you go to my website, drturi.com, you will see the pictures of the all the popes being taught astrology by the Vatican Council and each pope being enthroned under the sign of Leo, which regulates the kingship. So I know there is reasons, there is values, uh, but because of all this uh, magnificent, incredible, mind-boggling UFO experience that I had, oh, yes. uh, and, and Shannon Draco, which is a benevolent extraterrestrial, uh, he gets to feed me information about the essence of religion. Uh, it's just, it's just kind of a little bit um, too much to approach, it to, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a simple radio show, in a single radio show. Um, but 
saying that I don't believe in God or Jesus is wrong. I do, but my way. But you don't believe in the organized religion sort of sense? No, no. Understood. Not. I don't believe also in uh, the, the scientific matrix. The religious and the scientific matrix indoctrinated people. The scientific matrix uh, is creating a, um, a very rational type of humans that become only scientifically oriented. They become atheist. Uh, they become down to earth and they are losing the essence of the spirit and they are becoming reptilians infected and at the speed of light. But we'll approach that a little bit more later on if you want to. Yes, no doubt. I can agree with you on a lot of that. And mm -hmm. for a lot of people out there, lots of them that are Catholic or were at one time, lots of them are converting to other religions or in fact just becoming void of religion and a lot of it has to do with what's been going on with the Vatican. As, exactly. you, as you are well aware, the Vatican has faced a lot of criticism over the years. Mm -hmm. And these problems have been going on for just such a long time. The sex trafficking of, of nuns and, of mm -hmm. course, the illegal moving of pedophiles around church to church. And they simply turned a blind eye for such a long time. And other religions as well, the Jehovah Witnesses as well, they, they've had their time out there. The Watchtower New York, that's what, what it's called. They faced similar issues, very much like the Vatican has. Well, there is 875 different denominations as it stands now. And all of them were created by the reptilians. Uh, long, long time ago, uh, all disappeared civilization, you know, used the stars and they build their, they build their orifices, they build their monument pyramids, always facing very specific constellation to magnetize the essence of the energy they were trying to uh, handle and promote. It's all magnetism, it's all energy. But let me tell you a little story when I was a kid. I was yeah, about, what, 11 years old or 12 years old. Um, every Thursday, uh, we were supposed to go to school, so they indoctrinated us at a very early age, and I'd never seen a church before. I'd never been into a church before, so I was following uh, 30 kids, and then uh, I was amazed. I was looking at this big, huge building that I've seen many, many times, and I walk around in my village, but I'd never been inside. Uh, I was only open on Sunday, and uh, I was just messing around. I was not going to go to church, but, you know, at school, they finally decide to um, do that. Uh, and then as I walk into that dark, cold environment, I said, oh, that, that doesn't feel right. And then that's when I had the shock of my life. I saw, the, I saw a man on a cross and I saw blood coming out of his chest. I ran out of the church. I ran out. I said, that's no good. Wow. Then the priest ran after me <clears throat> and he said, no, you need to come back. You need to come back. And he was getting really, really close to me and he was stinking. He had no teeth and he was drunk and he was smelling wine. I said, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And I ran off and then I went back home. I didn't want to go back into that. I said, I don't want to see that. So I was only 11 years old. And my natural instinct of preservation, my, uh, my intuition told me it was wrong from the get-go. I never forget that experience. And that might be one of the reasons why I'm a little bit cold as far as uh, religion are concerned. And I dig into it to find out uh, the, real, the real purpose uh, of uh, the scientific matrix, which is to induce fears through religion, induce fears so that support the reptilian agenda that cannot survive without your fears because they are a negative entity that lives in darkness and dark matter. 
That's true. Sense? Yes, it does make a lot of sense. And of course, I do want to mention that I don't want anyone to think that I am against religion because that is not at all accurate. I've always been against organized religion. It seems like man has a habit of destroying the holy word and corrupting it with his very own. And of course, I've studied plenty of religions from around the world for such a long time. And I've come to the conclusion that the only true salvation you can find comes from uh, within. You won't find that from a book or a church. The exactly. only individual, yes, sir. Yeah. The only individual you need is yourself in this world. And that's why you must empower yourself. And you say a lot of these things that have resonated with me, doctor. I speak about this cosmic consciousness as well, following your cosmic true will. And it's not exactly what you say, but a lot of it correlates together uh, very nicely. And I've never really even, even studied that part of you before until very recently. And I've come to the conclusion that uh, a lot of the things that you talk about are they echo a lot of the things that I say here on the show. It's, it's well, pretty wild. Mostly, Mike, this is, excuse me to catch you up. It's okay. It's because, it's because you, um, you vibrate at the same cosmic speed than I have. Than I am. You, you see, our, your unique celestial identity is very advanced. You're a highly spiritual person. You also have a lot of critical thinking. Uh, you're not an idiot. So <laughs> it's it very difficult for you to get indoctrinated without challenging it. You understand that uh, God never came down wrote no books. There's something much bigger behind that. You understand that since the get-go, every single disappeared civilization used the stars. And it's it's not right to ridicule all the erudite men of the past and their cosmic wisdom, which has been lost and being replaced by uh, both the religious matrix and the scientific matrix, who thinks the stars are just dead rock hanging out there for the sake of beauty or being used for uh, scientists to sign a uh, uh, robot on Mars. Uh, this is absolutely insane to see the manipulation that's going on with those huge, well-organized, supremely wealthy, well-established uh, matrixes. So it's just amazing how people are, uh, not understand that when you control the source of information, you actually control the, the person which is listening. Amen to that. And of course... Before I even forget, I'm, I know we're jumping around here, but in your bio, you mentioned 9-11 and predicting that it, it caught my attention. And I thought soon we will live through yet another anniversary and mm -hmm. the first responders are still treated like yesterday's garbage. Amazing. Um, Amazing. I, it really I just is. can't believe that those guys just responded almost immediately. And then years later, they are still dying of cancer and nothing no being cares. done to support them. That's totally, totally incredible. It, it's just mind boggling to me. And I'm not American. I'm French. And I can see what's going on here. It's, it's insane. Yes, it really is. But tell me how you predicted that event or what exactly happened. Uh, to you to make that prediction, Lewis. Well, the tale of the dragon during those days was in the sign of Pisces. And Pisces, who's anything to do with religion, uh, the Middle East deception, um, terrorism produced by a native from a, from uh, the Middle East. And uh, I wrote about it well, well before it happened in my book. And it, my book was published. And the very last sentence was capitalized where I said, 
watch the government taking drastic actions. That's how I end up the prediction. I don't know if you read it, uh, but it's again available. If you Google Dr. Turi 911, uh, you will see that uh, uh, the very last sentence is capitalized with the, 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 the words, be ready for the government to take drastic, drastic actions. And they did on that very specific day. So it's something I like to give, you know, to put the green where the mouth is. When I make a prediction and it's dated and it's published and it's well-documented, it's on the radio or television, there is no denying the fact yet a lot of people, because of their indoctrinations, either religious or scientific, they will still deny the obvious. And that is what I have to live on, live with. Understood. And of course, it is rumored that Nostradamus predicted 9-11. Um, do you subscribe to that notion, doctor? Um, well, first of all, you have to understand there are a lot of people out there that are trying to work um, to translate the work of Nostradamus. First of all, uh, you have to speak his language, and he did not speak uh, the human language. He speaks the cosmic languages, and he does. He didn't speak the modern astrology languages. He spoke the 16th century language, which is 500 years old. On top of that, Nostradamus was speaking our local dialect, which is called the Provençal, and he was also uh, a Latino master, so to speak, in, in, in tradition. He was a very, very it man reading all the work of the ancients uh, so and he also uh, wrote a curse for all the people, psychic and so-called astrologers, that would try to translate his verses without that cosmic wisdom. Without that integrity, without that wisdom, uh, all you can do is upset the name of the values or the essence of the prophet. That's why he left a curse. And uh, you can, again, write about it or read about it if you Google Dr. Cherie Nostradamus Curse, and you can read exactly what the curse is all about and what it said. So uh, when it comes to Nostradamus, uh, you know, you've got to have great respect for the man. And as far as him uh, predicting um, anything, uh, I don't... I don't go in translating his his verses because they are very very nebulous, so to speak. Um, and you have to be able to translate the old French, which has nothing to do with today's French. Into it resembles more the Canadian French. Uh, you have to go and translate this very old French. You have to use his divine astrology methodology. Uh, you have to use the Provençal. Then once you understand all these mixtures of communication, then you can translate the cosmic winds, which is hidden within these verses. It's too much, too much for normal people to do. And that's why I refrain myself from doing that, even though I have all the tools. I'd rather you use uh, the core uh, the core of, of of this message, core of his message is also spoken through Tesla, who said that there is a core in the universe that has all the essence of all the answers. Uh, yet I never discover the core. That's what he said. I did discover the core and I prove it to society through uh, people like you, through your show, through your channel. Uh, and I hope to be taken seriously, especially when I give data of earthquake and they, tend, they do happen on, on spe those specific dates. No doubt. And of course, you also predicted the Iraq war, it says, as well. 
Yes, uh, most. I also uh, I remember when I was on coast to coast with George. I told him to be ready for a full restructure of the uh, real estate and to be ready for thousands upon thousands of people to to be relocated. And I was given the exact date of Katrina. And again, that is on on George's show. And that's one of the reasons why he invited me over the years and why I'm his good friend because George has never been afraid in public or on the air to to promote me, to say, if there is somebody you can trust is Dr. Terry. And then that, to me, coming from uh, George, uh, any position, a man who has such a position, it's, it's an honor. And it's something that a lot of UFO speakers have very, very prime meaning. Today, UFO speakers have forgotten. They have forgotten to be humble. They would not be who they are without George, without Castor and without Tom. Uh, very hard work for those years. And last time I was in L.A. I, 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 for his birthday, I, I thank him personally, and I remind everybody to stay humble. And that was um, well received by the audience. That's very hotel. true. Very true. I've gone to these conferences, and some of these individuals out there, they are not very humble. I could see them uh, sort of um, walking around on a high horse, per se. I won't mention any <laughs> names, but I think you know what individuals I'm referring to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've, we've been I, I, around... I, 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 Yes, we've gone to all these conferences before. Mm -hmm. I, I think you can agree with me that definitely there are those individuals out there who are telling the truth. But then there are those individuals who perhaps fabricate some of the things that they are relaying out there to the audience, my friend. Oh, but let me tell you, yeah, I would never agree as much as you do. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it, and what's, what's even mind-boggling to me is that 99.9, uh, .9, and I know a lot of them, never seen a UFO. They read about it. They heard about, about it. They uh, watch a TV, a show, or whatever, but they never seen a UFO. Uh, little, little to mention, of course, speaking with an extraterrestrial through the divine like I do, or shamaning uh, an ET. <laughs> yes, and I'm going to ask you about that, but there's one individual who just came to my mind just right now, and he's an, an individual who claims to be reincarnated the reincarnation of edgar casey oh my that god that would be a david oh. wilcock and yeah, oh my god i'm curious what your opinion <laughs> is on this individual i've seen him before a number of times i've seen him with bodyguards and the same with stephen greer another mm -hmm. individual who well i'm not exactly believing a lot of what he puts out there same with david wilcock well let me tell you something david wilcock when I was doing a, 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 a conference in Los Angeles in, in the year 2000, in December 2000, I was saying that it's a new beginning. There is no end of the world. Everything is fine. There's new consciousness coming to the world. And you can watch that uh, on, on, on YouTube. He was on top of a mountain somewhere in Los Angeles saying to everybody, we're all going to die. It's the end of the world. Just save your ass or whatever. And then a lot of people remember that little story. Of course, he's not going to mention that. Um, I, I did his stars. Um, what he does not know, he's not cosmic conscious. He, I never studied the stars. He's an engineer. He's a rational person. Um, he, he, he said that because he looks like, uh, uh, like, uh, Edgar Casey is the reincarnation of Edgar Casey. And I told him face to face, you know what? Uh, you may look like, uh, uh Elvis Presley. You ain't going to sing or dance like Elvis Presley. Without that's true. Well, like, that's true. Like that too much. And I said to him, look, there is, 
three top prophets that are known in the world. One is Nostradamus, the other one is Edgar Casey, the and the third one is Madame Vladaski. Okay, and those three people have something in common. That is the head of the dragon in the sign of Pisces. That regulate mediumship, that regulate the superconscious in time and space, that regulate psychic work, the spirit. And you, my good friend, you were born with the tail of the dragon, not the head, the tail in Pisces, which means you cannot differentiate reality from fiction. There is just one very thin hair between divine cosmic information and pure imagination. And he is using all sorts of rational scientific terms to um, talk about extraterrestrial of the universe, which he has no clue. He is an astronomer. He is slowly but surely um, becoming part of this robotic type of human that are going to be able sooner or later to uh, build uh, artificial intelligence and he's going to lose his soul and become uh, a reptilian without a soul, endlessly duplicating himself in the eternal movement of all those stars looking for his idea and his ID. It's very, very deep, the type of information that I have. Again, believe me, Wilcock never, ever seen a UFO. And he's promising a lot of hell to a lot of people. They're pretty much like David Icke. David Icke and I, we used to be very good friends a long time ago in 1990. Um, we, we are the product of uh, the Truth Seeker in San Diego, which is uh, one very old publisher. Um, David Icke, Jordan Maxwell, myself, and another guy, I can't remember his name now. Um, and then they, they have invested hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on David to bring him to uh, the United States. When I came here with 50 bucks in my pocket, um, they put all this money in him. And, and what is really, really upsetting is that the guy that left all this money for the truth seeker made it very clear. The money must be used only for people who are against religion, who can explain the divine without involving any form of uh, conspiratorial material scientific material totally the opposite of what the money was supposed to be used was went to david ike so he yes. came here first class airplane uh, limousine to come and pick it up million dollars house big fat contract and then uh, he came here with my shirt on my back and 50 buck and uh, of course he, he went ahead and i remember and i never forget uh, every single year when i was uh, writing my books he was calling me from different places to ask for for his stars because he heard me many times he had a full faith in, in my work um and then uh, that day 1991 he says to me louis i'm gonna go to the isle of Wight and i'm gonna write a book on the reptilians i said david Listen, you're going to go when the tail of the dragon is in your subconscious? He says, what does it mean? I said, you're not, you are going to dwell with forces that you will not be able to understand or even handle. He says, what do you mean? I said, the tail of the dragon is in your subconscious. You're going to be alone weeks, if not months of the time, writing this book. Okay? And God knows what. I know he likes good wine. He likes pot. But what I'm saying to him is that you are going to attract those energy. 
and it's not a good time to do it. Wait until the tail of the dragon move outside of this. So what happened is that he actually saw the manifestation of those evil demon extraterrestrial under uh, the former lizard. And the reason why we are now enemies is because I always told him, I said, David, not only the Queen of England or Obama or whomever is in power, which you have a natural fear of, or the government, are going to turn into lizards. That's bullshit. Excuse my French. That's okay. Everybody, including me, okay? If you drink one or two or three beers, you're not going to be the same person. Everybody, every single human being is under the jurisdiction of the reptilians. And I tried to explain to him what what I saw as being the reptilians, knowing that I understand the work of the superconscious and the superconscious. So he actually saw, and that's why he believed it. He believed it. And now he's, uh, uh, you know, infecting a lot of people by telling them that uh, uh, 911 did not happen, Sandy Hook did not happen, uh, all sorts of insanity, which are now a lot of people are getting sued for. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I remember I was on the radio and I said on that date, on that date, be ready for the beginning or the end of important phases of life. That's the day that I predict my uh, mother death. God bless us all. And that's the exact day that he was stuck in Los Angeles and refused the visa to go to Australia, which means thousands upon thousands of people experienced the end of Mr. David Icke lecturing in Australia, yet nobody realized my prediction. My goodness. And yes, he, I believe you mentioned on one of your last videos about his uh, issues with his visa. If, correct. Yeah, if that's correct. And uh, throughout the years, he's always talked about the reptilians controlling the universe and planet Earth. And if, if that's not... Uh, no, it's all Yes. Uh, please feel free to correct me, anyone, if that's not what he claimed. Um, I can rationally say the reptilian sort of archetype to be a rather real characteristic, and I can agree we see these types around. In but in terms of, of physical shapeshifters, <laughs> I, I have yet to actually see that, my friend. But there is one person, though, speaking speaking along these sort of uh, this sort of realm. There is one person that does come to mind by the name of I think it's uh, Pamela uh, Stonebrook, the the jazz singer from Los Angeles. She had claimed many years ago, probably like in the 90s, uh, that she slept with a reptilian. Uh, you know what, Mike? Um, when you get such a notoriety and you make so much money, you will do and say absolutely anything to keep and maintain your popularity and keep the money coming to the bank. That's, That's right, where thank greed you. is coming in. That's where the ego is coming in. And, and the reptilians... Uh, which is the correct word, not reptilian, reptilius. This reptilius, is what Draco yeah. told me, um, is, is their agenda. Uh, the reptilians um, do not respect the laws. The Galactic, the Galactic Federation of Grand Cosmic Order is very clear. Okay? No extraterrestrial is allowed to interfere with the human's affair. Okay? However, Unless, unless permission or specific, uh, what you call abductions or contactees like me. Okay. So the reptilians are, do not obey the laws. They don't care about the Galactic Federation or Grand Cosmic Order. They do what the hell they want. Okay. They came in this dense physical world through, uh, from a, a different, uh, different level of awareness from different dimensions through black holes. 
Uh, they live in dark matter, and their main base is Pluto, okay, right here, or the planet, what we call the planet of evil, the underworld, uh, who regulates also the criminal element, death and drama and so forth. While uh, the Draconis are coming from the constellation of Draco, and they are feeding their supreme uh, positive energy from the sun, they stimulate the mind of human beings and scientists to positively to create technology that helps human humanity or to help an artist to create a beautiful painting or music or when you're nice and when you're happy you're under the jurisdiction of the benevolent draconis now the reptilius is a very different story they stimulate the mind of uh, scientists to create nukes and poison gas um, to create to 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 hijack to hijack the body, the mind of the soul of every single human being in every given chance, especially those who are using illegal or illegal drugs. Let me give you an example. A young mother or somebody which is religiously uh, poisoned, for example, uh, we are careful with religion, or a young mother would take a lot of drugs, party and have fun, normal, she's young, and she becomes a, a red carpet, an opening for the reptilians that are now going to go inside the womb. She is pregnant, and they are going to manipulate the DNA of that unborn child. That child will come to term, it'll be autistic, it'll be Down syndrome, or gays or lesbian. Again, this does not mean gays and lesbian people are uh, unhumans. They have feelings, they are very, very smart, they are human like you and me, they have blood, the same blood, red, going through their veins, and they are very, very beautiful people. Many of my student clients, student patients are gays and lesbians, but I'm giving you an answer to what science could never, ever either acknowledge, assimilate, or even accept, and it's all coming from the reptilious manipulation. Those entities cannot survive without fear, chaos, negativity, insecurity, and that's why they created all these matrixes, which are ruled by ego and control. That's why they put people, they choose certain people, and they infect them, and they give them power. Anyone that will speak negatively, any single negative words that come out of somebody's mouth, if it's negative, you be sure that person has been reptilious infected. And you don't have to look pretty far. You can look at President Trump. And I don't care if you like it or if you don't like him. I don't care if you support him or if you don't support him. My work has nothing to do with politics. My work is to explain the cosmic code jurisdictions and how the reptilians or the draconis interact following the Galactic Federation Grand Cosmic Order that is from the, for the draconis, not the reptilians. So there is a little bit more that's going on out there that people need to know. Definitely. And of course, you have encountered uh, UFOs in the sky yourself. Uh, how old were you when you encountered those, by the way? Uh, well, you know, I started with extraterrestrial to uh, get to me when I was about six or seven years old. Uh, and then I don't, even though that some of my experience are extraordinarily dramatic, leaving me with headaches weeks at a time that I would never wish to my worst enemy. Uh, I understand that uh, it was a program. It was a, uh, a very specific, for a very specific purpose, and that's to allow me to, to raise to a higher level of cosmic consciousness and uh, translate all this magnificent cosmic energy and translate those cosmic wind 
so that uh, I could warn people of uh, what's uh, in the future. So I've been dealing with extraterrestrial pretty much all my life. Yes. And have you ever told anyone in your family about these experiences? Well, two of them happened with one with my sister and one with my older brother. Wow. Uh, my, my older brother, of course, uh, uh, denied every single thing because he was kind of a you know, mafioso, big guy, irrational, practical. And uh, uh, even though that we had these flying saucers. That's a shared, in, that's a shared encounter, though. <laughs> yes. Wow. But, but it took many, many years to finally divulge the truth on Christmas dinner table. He said, you know, our children need to know the truth. What Louis has been saying for all those years is true. We have seen a flying saucer. It was suspended on top of our car. And that was a brand new Mercedes that died in the middle of the, the vineyards. Uh, but it took him many, many years to come to, to the reality because he didn't want people to think. He, he was afraid of the ridicule, put it this way. Pretty much like a lot of people, lot of people. will recognize or have something, but they are fearing the ridicule and they'd rather ignore me than to give me a chance to get a bigger stage. Understood. And that seems to be the current theme in terms of those who see something strange in the sky. They face ridicule once they actually talk about it. And since we are on that topic, uh, we're going to switch gears very so slightly away from mm -hmm. uh, some other things here. But in regards to the media who has been talking a lot about UFOs in the past, the mainstream media has been going uh, crazy about the subject. It's at an all-time high, in my opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. And those in the ufology circles are amongst the many who are fighting about a lot of the things that are going on in terms of all the press that's been coming out. Lots of people don't know if this is something they should be able to trust fully, since this is the government coming out and talking about a lot of these things that are... Uh, going on, people are questioning uh, the validity of it all, I should say. And mm -hmm. what exactly is your take on this? And I'm, of course, referring to, to the Stars Academy and all the other circles that are involved in this. What's your opinion, Doc? Well, let me let me correct you uh, right away. Um, Go ahead. Do not believe for a second that the, the extraterrestrials are interested or will communicate to the government or because you have a higher education or because of your accomplishment. They could not care less about your intellectual potential. They are well, well above that. They are looking for people that are highly spiritual, very, very creative, because remember, they have lost the essence of their souls because they are dignified robots lost in the universe. So the government does not know, believe me, they do not know what extraterrestrials are or what they want. Meantime, they have the proof, of course, because uh, what happened in 1945 in the Roswell accident. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, before I forget, uh, I am six feet under in the the, uh, the city hall of Roswell. Uh, when I was invited for the 50th anniversary over there, and they said, Dr. Cherry, we need uh, your predictions for the year 2050, and we're going to put it in the time capsule that will be buried in the city hall. So it'll be open in 250. Uh, I should be 100 and something all dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to let you know, a lot of people do not know that. Um, so uh, that's the first thing you have to remember. Um, extraterrestrials uh, 
the government does not know exactly. In fact, they are very afraid uh, of the obvious because it is obvious, not only through people like me that have dwelling, delegating, talking to these people face to face in a flying saucer. Okay, uh, who have lost uh, children to them. It's a long story. I can go through the detail right now. But all, all, all I'm telling you, Mike, do not believe that the government has the answers. They do not know. I am with you on that one, 100%. Um, I always, as, as soon as all this was coming out, I just kept thinking, should we really put our full trust in our government? We've been lied to and misled about a number of things mm -hmm. in our recorded history. And I'm thinking, is that a fair assessment or am I being overly cynical? But I've come to the conclusion that I'm not being overly uh, cynical at all. We no. really shouldn't be trusting our government in terms no. of something like this. So severe, no. uh, going back to the Brookings report, and how these things would be handled if we came across extraterrestrial life. Well, again, um, there, everybody is specifically touched by extraterrestrial on a constant base right now. I'm channeling an energy. Extraterrestrials uh, do not need to come down this uh, dense physical world uh, every single day. In fact, they cannot. They have to use very specific uranic energy in order to come to fly their ships in the solar system because antimatter does not agree with this physical matter, this physical plane. Okay. Um, all I'm trying to tell you is that they are constantly bombarding human being, okay, um, mind. But first, you need to understand the basics. It's all about the yin and yang, positive and negative, right. uh, male, female, God, devil, the yin, the day, the night. Uh, you're a human being. Okay, you're symmetrical. You have two eyes, two arms, two legs, two sides of the brain. You're like a walking battery. Okay, and anytime you you unplug yourself, that's when you give in to the reptilians. You're being negative. You're upset. You're insecure. You're resentful. Uh, you you degenerate. You have unplugged yourself, and now you're feeding the reptilians, pretty much like a flea would feed on a dog. Right. On the other hand, um, when you replug yourself, now you you're being fed by the saucer number one, the sun or the draconis that make you feel happy. Uh, and uh, productive and uh, benevolent, so to speak. So every single human being is constantly bombarded either by the reptilians or the draconis every single day. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Definitely. Now, there are people who were born with uh, um, a very, very uh, advanced UCI, unique celestial identity, okay? And these are the people that are chosen by the Draconis to, like the Reptilius would do, to hijack, but they don't do it on, on, the, on the physical plane. They don't need to come down this physical world. They do it from distance. The, the draconis are well ahead of uh, the reptilians got things with that. And they stimulate the mind and creativity and produce, uh, uh, you know, people like Mozart or Beethoven at the age of 10 years old. They were musical geniuses. Yes. Now, there are other human beings that are born evil. They are born killer. They have a very strong plutonium energy in their UCI. So these people are the perfect target for the reptilians. 
Uh, they start to use drugs, they start to uh, commit um, small crime, and then they end up being uh, professional criminals, they end up killing, and they end up in jail. You can see a reptilian infected person. It's pretty obvious. Okay, and those people have absolutely no respect for life, but they are not themselves anymore. They are reptilians infected, and they are very dangerous for society. Now, how do you fight it? Well, that's probably yeah, going to be the most difficult right. thing to do, because if I ask you to be positive for the next two hours, good luck to you, especially if you hang around Facebook and you see all these infected people throwing their, you know, tools everywhere. And that <laughs> so, could, yeah, that's contagious. Well, you know, the reptilians, we use technology to kill you. You know, you got, you could see it on the news all the time. People are taking selfies on the, on the side of the Grand Canyon. The next thing you know, they are going down the Grand Canyon. They're, They're dead. Uh, or you could see all this war uh, technology that has been used to manipulate the mind of children. Uh, to, to and, and that costs millions of dollars to develop this technology by those corporations who are very greedy, couldn't care less about what you put in the mind of a child. I don't know if you like me, but when I was a kid, I used to see Zorro. Okay, I love Zorro. I was about 13, 14 years old. And then I get out of that movie, man, I was Zorro. I felt like Zorro for a while. Do I make sense? Yes, you do. So there is such a, a psychical phenomenon that's going on out there. And again, because it's so far-fetched, my cosmic teaching are so ahead of time. It's very difficult by people that have been contaminated either infected by the religious matrix and you talk to Dr. Tariq, you're going to go to hell, not realizing they're already on hell in their own stupidity. Okay, ready to kill anybody because they don't have the same religion that ISIS to, to exaggerate. Or you have the uh, uh, the scientists, oh, that's bullshit, astrology, pseudoscience, how can you believe that? And they won't even honor the word science and investigate my work. Do you know that I sent email to USGS and Caltech, giving them exact date of earthquake well above 8.0. And you can read those emails if you if you go to drterry.com and click on earthquakes, uh, the first banner that there is on the, the, the top of my page, you can you can read into that newsletter and click on the link. And, and those scientists never, ever had the decency to even acknowledge my emails because you know it's it's just like uh it's just it's just uh, out of my understanding why those scientists who are using such a sophisticated technology do not understand that by the time that little needle moves it's too late all those that are called the experts in 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 uh, earthquake uh, science are the least knowledgeable of what is producing an earthquakes, they'll tell you, oh, it's all inside of the earth. No, no, it doesn't start there. It's like it's like the, the, their understanding of the human mind. Let me tell you something, Mike. Yeah. There is no there is no difference between your brain, my brain, the one of Einstein or a killer. Same density encased in a you know body box so that it's protected. Uh, same wiring, same weight, fed by the same blood and oxygen. What is different? 
What is different is the cosmic legacy. It's your UCI. Your the human mind is is directly connected with the universal mind. So nothing has ever started and nothing will ever finish within the conception of the mind as perceived by the scientist. They are so far off. But that's the work, that's the agenda of the reptilians to make sure that they are becoming rational, practical, scientifically oriented, pretty much like all these UFO speakers who cannot talk and deliver a, a speech about UFO without involving high technology. Do I make sense? Yes, you do. Oy vey. And of course, we do have a Thomas Lloyd in the chat room who said social media is the devil, basically reptilious in nature. And I have to agree with him on that one. Oh, yeah, he's surely right. I mean, the, the media is just uh, what is the result of what the reptilians have done so far. I mean, if you look at a compass, it's going to point out north, which means, of course, the reptilians are leading uh, the battle. And I don't know, uh, I believe, uh, I believe that the Draconis are waiting for the right time. Um, they, are, they are becoming more and more active right now because we, humanity is at the junction of uh, where they were once upon the time. Uh, we are at the junction where we are going to be able to, uh, again, develop that, uh, um, uh, that extreme powerful uh, technology, artificial intelligence, until that artificial intelligence takes over, so to speak, and, and produce more and more lifeless, soulless robots out there, which are now the reptilians who cannot survive without more technological, more negativity, uh, more plutonic energy. It's pretty deep, you know, the war. What's going on on Earth is nothing else than a ramification of what's taking place above your head. There is a big, huge war in the heavens. And I'm not just referring to uh, the reptilians or the draconis because uh, uh, he goes well, well past that. You know, if I was to tell any scientist that there is life on every single of these trillions, billions, and quadrillions planets out there, they would just laugh their head off. They'd say, this guy is crazy. Well, the fact of the matter is that when you look at the moon uh, or when you look at Jupiter or Saturn or any other planet past our solar system, you can only perceive them through your five limited human senses, which means you are not allowed by the scheme of things to enter and see a different vibration. But there is life. Venus is the planet of love and beauty. It's the planet of creativity and the art. If you could see past this physical manifestation, the life on Venus, all you would see is a hell of a lot of beautiful people creating the most beautiful music, the most beautiful art, where there is no room for negativity, for pain, or for ugliness. Now, if you could move to Mars, which is called in Greek mythology, the Lord of War, okay, now you would see battles, the most 
animalistic way of treating another human being or another person will be seen or Mars. That's why traditionally it's represented is represented by the color red, which is the color of the blood. And to represent such a negative, aggressive energy, the ancient Sumerians have carved the rams, which depict two stupid men running from opposite direction head to head and bang and bang, not realizing that it's not through fight but through diplomacy that you will uh, reach balance and agreement and harmony. It goes the same with every single planet. But people are not educated in cosmic theology. They don't have cosmic consciousness. And I am not allowed as a soul doctor, as an astrologer, an astrophile to be more precise, I am not allowed by the U.S. Department of Education to reach your children and re-educate them to what the beauty, the magnificence of God's cosmic design is all about. And we are all paying the price. Yeah, that's pretty strange that, that they don't let you do that, teach no. that in school. Oh, no, because, uh, <laughs> again, you know, anything that is not recognized uh, by the status quo, it's against the status quo, if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, those greedy corporations have the money, they have the power, they are well established, and they certainly do not want you to know because knowledge is power, ignorance is evil. And I repeat myself, when you control the information, you end up controlling the rest of the story or all of us, we, the people. That's very strange that they don't let you teach that. But in New Jersey, they will teach the LGBT history. Well, that's quite a it, conundrum. It will, it will happen in time. You have to remember, it takes about 2,000 years for one planet. You're probably it, right. Yeah, it takes <laughs> You're about, probably right. It takes about 2,000 years for one planet to uh, impose its its vibration upon the world. And those energy, those cosmic winds are, going, are, are always used by either the Draconis or the Reptilius. Last 2,000 years, the world was under the jurisdictions of a planet called Neptune, the lord of deception, the lord of dreams, uh, and Neptune... Uh, uh, sign is Pisces, which happens to be, of course, the symbol chosen by Christianity. So this uh, energy was used by the reptilians to create over about 775 religions, so to speak, and has produced such a chaos in the world. Now, in 1945, the age of Aquarius started. That's when, of course, uh, the reptilians um, stimulate the mind of uh, certain scientists uh, when they developed the first nukes um, um, in Los Alamos and doing all those tests in uh, the desert in uh, Nevada. So the age of Aquarius uh, has allowed in less than 50 years or so to make more progress and more discovery than the last 2,000 years spent under the age of Pisces, which was a religious sign. Uh, you need to understand that the stars also affect countries. The Middle East is a Pisces country, and that's why they live in their own world, in their own tank. And incidentally, the Middle East is um, the place who has created the most youngest, the most deadliest religions of all. Uh, you're talking about Christianity, uh, you're talking about uh, the Muslim religion, of course, the Jewish religion. All of those religions were born in the Middle East. 
And uh, Neptune was also not only deception and religion, but also gas and alcohol. And that's why the Middle East is loaded with gas. And it also affected the language of the people who lives on that part of the world. That's why when you speak to a Muslim person, it, it sounds like, sound like if they speak another water. I'm using metaphor so you understand. Sure. Now, France is a Leo country like Italy. Leo is all in control by the sun, and the sun or Leo was love and light in the art. Uh, and that's why we are saying the French and uh, the Italians are a lover of artistic oriented nations and even affect our language. Ah, je vous aime bien, monsieur. Vous êtes bien, bien gentil. See, the French sounds very different than uh, the uh, the Pisces. Energy. Very different. If, if yeah. you look at Germany, Germany is under the jurisdiction of Mars. And then, uh, you know, if I say that I like you and you're a very nice person, it sounds like, you know, uh, and the difference is that now you're talking a German army-like language, and it's not an accident for Hitler to be an Aries and to develop the Aryan race. Aries, Aryan, Aryan, Aries, under the jurisdiction of Mars. That's why the German people uh, are master in, uh, uh, in developing anything that is armament, and that's why the best metal to build machinery, to build weaponry, bullets, machine gun, cannon, is coming from uh, the mountain of Bavaria, the mine. Uh, the best steel is to be found in the mountain of Bavaria in Germany. You know, there is no accident. Every part of the world is under the jurisdiction of those stars. But again, society, today's society, an indoctrinated society, religiously infected and scientifically infected, all set by the reptilians are depraved of such an incredible cosmic informations. Oh, yes. And we see this sort of reptilious behavior in individuals who... They cling to politics almost like it's a new religion. I think those well, folks are definitely infected. Well, you know, politics and religion are two things that I will never touch because no doubt. Uh, it's all created by the the system. It's all created by the reptilians. It's all set to separate, to produce chaos, to produce war, to produce negativity. But, uh, you know, this is part of a, of a system. Uh, God designed this low-dense physical world uh, uh, as it is because human beings are not smart enough to learn by reading. We have to feel. We have to have the pain. We have to suffer. Uh, and it's part, it's part of being on hell. Again, you're not going to go to hell. This is it. This yes. is cool. Some would say this is purgatory. Oh. If you follow those religious, uh, I guess you could say, labels. Yeah, you know what? The, the falling angels, all the evil and the demons that are uh, talking about in the, in the religious world are nothing else than the reptilians. That's and a, there is so many, so many of them. The yes. falling angel, negative entities, uh, and then you have the guardian angel. And both have wings. <laughs> That's one thing I did want to ask you really quickly here. Uh, in terms of these extraterrestrials, these entities, you've heard them time and time again, certain individuals, late night radio, you hear some folks say that these entities are demonic. What's your take on that? Well, they are demonic. The reptilians, as again, are working for the. They are working for the darkness. They are from the darkness. You cannot have a, a, a night without a day, a, a male without a female, a positive without a negative, a without a down, a god without a devil. Those entities. This this is the essence of life. Opposites produce life. 
So those evil demon energy are their, their agenda is to, to to be alive. And if being alive means lying, cheating, being greedy, being negative, and killing, they are doing it in so many ways. The humans have been haven't been taught, and so. If you do not know your cosmic identity or your UCI, how you've been designed, how you respond to the magnificent design of God, cosmic universal design, you're going to be a robot. You will never, ever be able to apply your will or the part of God, which is in you, which is much stronger than the reptilians or your stars. It's all a matter of education. If you do not bring that awareness to human being, they are very vulnerable to the evil as much as they can also be blessed by the draconis. But they don't know in between. They are surrounded by tons of tons of negativity and tons of tons of positivity. And they cannot apply the will because they do not know. So they go with the wind, and they are nothing else than robots of their own stars, which lead them, of course, to sell their souls to demons or the, to the reptilians. It's pretty simple. It is. It, yes, I'm following you quite well here, making a lot of sense. And, Doctor, you are also someone who talks about all sorts of interesting things. And one of those I recently heard you say was leaving a child in your car. Oh, yeah. Well, again, you know, um, there is a guy here in Phoenix. His name is um, Michael Broomhead. And, you know, we used to discuss a few things. He's a very curious guy. He's a German eye. So, uh, and so is Art Bell, was Art Bell, and so is uh, George Norrie. So there's no accident for anybody to have a strong German eye in being in the radio world. Um, so in reference to what you mentioned earlier about, you know, women or men leaving their children to die in a, in a hot car. Right. Um, you know, I used to date a, a, a young woman many years ago, and um, I was kind of emotionally involved with that girl, and she was driving a, uh, a Mercedes. And when we split, you know, each time I saw a Mercedes. Wait a minute, Louis, is your wife okay with you telling the story? She is in the oh, chat room. <laughs> yeah, my wife knows everything about me. Yeah, we, it's, we just a, secrets, it's just a know. joke, but yes, go ahead. No, no, she she knows I love her and she knows, you know. Amazing. She's a wonderful woman. Um, so she, I can be very honest with her. She she knows me very well. So anytime I saw the Mercedes, I immediately associate all the pain, all the errors, all the problems that we have had until she left. So to speak. So, it, it, you know, if you don't understand the uh, the working of your subconscious, that's going to make you very vulnerable to the reptilians because that's where they really get to you through your subconscious, right. through memories, through guilt. Um, so another thing, if uh, I use another example for my student, if you go to the, to a dentist and you know it's going to hurt you, believe me, you're not going to leave anything behind. But if you go to a good friend's house for Christmas uh, or holidays or anything, or birthday, and you're having a great time, believe me, you're going to leave and you're going to leave your keys on the table or your wallet or your hat. It's just the way it is. And people do not pay attention because they haven't been trained. So what I'm trying to tell you, here is that woman now. She 
He loved her child. She's working two or three jobs so she can take care of her, take care of all her bills because she's alone and she has the responsibility of taking care of a baby, which she loves dearly. And she goes, oh, well, I need to go and get some milk. And then she parked her car. And then she, at the same time, not consciously, at the subconscious level, she re, she remembered that the child that she's now working so hard for was uh, an accident, so to speak. Doesn't matter. She still loves her dearly, but or him. But she also remembered the fight, the abuse, the verbal, the physical abuse that she has to suffer before the guy that is the father of that child, which is now in jail. Okay. Uh, she she cannot disconnect from that negative energy, and the reptilians are making sure she's negative. She forced her to remember all the trauma, all the pain, all the tears, all the fight, all the abuse. And next thing you know, she walks out of the car completely, completely oblivious that she has left a child because she's associating the child with all the pain of the past and subconsciously she doesn't want to deal with it and the subconscious knows about it and the reptilians using the subconscious knows very well about it and they're using it uh, as a as a, as a trap next thing you know she goes to shop one two hours she come back a child is dead it's all in the subconscious. I do have a book called Beyond the Secret. So if you are in total the mind, and if you want, if you really want to understand how the subconscious and the subconscious works, uh, you want to put this uh, in your hand on the 600-page book. It is also my bio, everything that I went through in my life. When I was in England, working in a mortuary, working, working on the, as a training nurse, working in a restaurant to pay for my study, meeting this guy that led me to the United States, seeing all the pictures that I took all along. Uh, my UFO is experiencing great detail. It's all in this book. I, I highly recommend anybody that is into the spiritual uh, or, or truth seeker to, to dig into this book. you love it. In fact, uh, Amazon's uh, critic says once you open this book, you cannot put it down. Yeah. I never wrote that. They did. Yeah, so you, you have favorite. lots of great material out there. And uh, speaking of your work, Lewis, have you faced any sort of harassment because of it throughout the years? Well, you know, you have a lot of reptilians infected people on Facebook. Um, as soon as I put uh, um, my predictions, they immediately uh, subconsciously associate me with the devil because they've been indoctrinated not to dwell with me or astrology because you're going to go to hell. That's another thing. Yes. Yeah. So astrology, it does have that sort of stigma around it. For, exactly. Yes. It, it was set that way by the reptilians and by the system. So these people immediately report me to uh, um, Facebook. And next thing you know, uh, I cannot post anymore. In fact, I used to be in every major top website and I even have such a great endorsement by LinkedIn and I just was able after years they throw me out of there after years I was able to go back to LinkedIn right now but I've been fired literally from every single major networking public website because of my work it's just insane. I am here to, to save people's life. I'm here to guide them, to reintroduce them to what God is all about and what Jesus' cosmic ministry is all about. When Jesus says, you know, he wanted to introduce humanity to our Father in the heavens, and now it's all about the stars. In fact, those three astrologers, those three wise men who were following the stars were nothing else than three guys like Dr. Cherry. They were astrologers. 
But they don't teach you that on Sunday school because it goes against the system. Right. It's all about greed. It's all about control. It's all about misinformation. And the result is now the reptilians are winning the battle and we are turning this place into pure hell. I agree with you on that one. And, of course, going back to the stars and the heavens, it seems like NASA is planning to open the International Space Station for commercial businesses, including ones uh, for tourism, uh, beginning uh, allegedly beginning in 2020. I was just curious on your take on NASA doing this, and you also have people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. I, mm-hmm. I believe he's another one jumping on the bandwagon of the space tourism. I'm curious to know your opinion on that and whether or not if you had the income, uh, if you would actually go ahead and, and take one of these trips to uh, outer space. Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, um, this is greed. All these people are infected. You know. Oh, yes. It seems you like it. No, you got no business anywhere. The only progress humanity has made, you want to face the fact, is to go 250,000 miles on the moon. That's the farthest point we have been and will ever go. Understand that. It's all about making money, more money for their legacy, for their own families. And... Um, it's all totally, completely infected. Now, you, you need to use use a little bit of common sense here, okay? You know, what all these billions, 30 million, that, 30 billion that NASA is, imagine how many trees you could plant and reverse. Right. Reverse the situation that we have with the weather with the, the change that are killing our planet, instead of investing for greed, for future stupidity, okay, why not starting to rebuild the health of planet Earth and save our wildlife? Because we only have one spaceship. You know, you, you cannot ask a fish, which is designed by God, okay, to live in his watery world, okay, to get out of that watery world and live with us in a scaphander. You can't do that. You can bring him on a bowl of water in an aquarium. Doesn't mean he's going to be happy. But all those kids, again, are indoctrinated by the science. They need your money. They need your support. They need to deceive you. They need to make you believe that one day man's going to be walking on Mars. It is detrimental. It is unreal. It is not only impossible, okay? It is totally against the rules. Logic and critical thinking dictate we should plant billions and billions of trees with all this money and reverse planet Earth changes while we can. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yes, it's ridiculous. The focus should be on planet Earth and not on another one. But yet we do have these companies like uh, Mars One, another company that plans to go to Mars by uh, 2024. But again, all of this is just deception. deception. Correct. It's just deception and hype. I'm not exactly. Um, well, I'm not know, exactly sure if they're actually going to go through with it. That's no, what I'm trying not. to say. Believe me, my my gift, my gift is to read the future. Human, humans will never, ever pass the moon. We already are on Mars in any other planets. Technologically speaking, the Draconis will support this type of endeavors. But the reptilians are there, you know, infecting the mind of these greedy rich bastards. 
right. put their pocket and their bank account before Mother Earth and before you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or their ch- or your children? No, I agree with you on that one. And I don't want anyone to think that I hate uh, those that are rich at all. But the thing is, there was a time in this country when politicians and bankers and lawyers, you name it, they weren't exactly held to such a a standard. They weren't put on the pedestal, as uh, so to say. Uh, these were individuals that you didn't trust. And now in almost 2020, 2019 now, but halfway through the year, these people are like heroes now. Well, this, this Amazing. Is, you know, it's, just, it's all about ego. It's all about greed. It's all about getting to that stage. And, and that's what the reptilians use. They're using the human ego and greed. And again, uh, in, in reference to our own president, as I mentioned earlier, my sure. work my work is not political. Okay, so and that's okay. Don't, don't yes. email me. Don't talk to me. Don't judge me. <laughs> right. Okay, understand that uh, your president was born with the tail of the dragon, which is a very very negative energy into the sign of Sagittarius. Sagittarius. In astrology, rules the ninth house. The affairs of the ninth house control anything and everything that dwell with foreigners, foreign lands, foreign affairs, and religion. Which means any time our president dwell with this part of the human experiences, it is led by the reptilians. And his legacy is just beginning. His racist legacy is just beginning. I hate to tell you, my good friend, but in a few months from now, you're going to remember that show. And you're going to say, oh, my gosh, was Dr. Terry right? I can see the future, and I don't want to see what I'm seeing. But if I don't tell you, don't think it's going to change anything because the reptilians have too much control over those people that are religious, poisoned, or scientifically poisoned. They are too indoctrinated to turn back. So I can assure you my vision will take place. And a lot, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of people that have different ethnicity than the white man are going to have a lot of problems because of this president. And then, but that is the way it is. You know, when you elect a president, especially president of the most powerful country in the world, what you're going to have is an extremely powerful legacy. It's like a father. If a father sign up for Scientology, the Mormon, Harry Krishna, or any of those cults, uh, or if the father smoke pot, chances are all the kids will sign up for the same vile sin that the father, infected father for that matter, is promoting. So, what I'm trying to tell you is now, because we have elected such a president with such a negative stars, we are going to pay the price. It's pretty much like the German people electing Hitler, not knowing that Hitler was born with the tail of the dragon in the sign of Capricorn that rules anything to do with structural power and the government. You do not give power to somebody with such a negative stars, but they are put in power by the reptilians for a very specific purpose. And if you do not see, do not agree, or do not understand that your president is infected, I don't know if I can help you. Yes. But it is a human being. 
understand that he's victimized by forces he, science, and religion cannot assimilate or relate or even accept, as mentioned earlier on the show. Very so interesting. He yeah. is victims because he does not have anyone to tell him otherwise. Incredible stuff. And of course, we do have some predictions to go over. I think we should take the time now to go over that. But before we do, a huge 7.1 earthquake rocked the Ridgecrest area in California. 7.1, if you can believe it, ladies and gentlemen. And in the beginning of the show, I said, I'm okay. Don't worry about me. I'm way down south, away from all the action. But of course, all the earthquakes are sitting off. People are wondering if the next big one is on the horizon, my friend. And I'm very curious to get your take on all these earth changes that are currently happening right now. You do have Yellowstone also being very, very active in June. Yep. Well, as I said to you earlier, um, on June 20th, on a different radio show, I gave the date of July the 2nd and mentioned earthquakes and tornado, volcano, mentioned that President Trump will also go to uh, North Korea. And you can, if you do not believe me, you can listen to the show and do that. You see that I can, I will prove my claims to you. Um, I'm, I want your audience to get a pen now, if I, if I may. Okay. I'm getting mine um, out now too. Okay, get your pen and paper. I'm going to give you some dates. Um, so the first date I'm going to give you is uh, the 10th, July the 10th. These are the same dates. I will add only one, the same date that I was given on my previous radio show. It's just a follow-up of another show. So on the 10th, um, I can only use keywords, okay? On the 10th is... The key word is death and drama. I don't like to hear that. You don't like to hear oh, it, yes. but this is what Draco is telling me. On the 10th of July, anything, uh, this is where a crazy person might decide to go and kill everybody. This is where some dramatic natural disaster could take a lot of lives. This is where a secret will come to light. This is where a lot of people are going to get a wake-up call. July the 10th, this is the most negative, uh, one of the most negative energy that I can see, but not as bad as the other one there are, or that we'll add in a minute. Just be prepared, avoid um, a lot of um, public uh, sceneries during those days. Be careful what you say, what you do during those days. Yes, and by the way, I'm sorry to cut you off, but when you're getting these sort of feelings... Um, how can you describe that sort of feeling that overtakes you to make these sort of predictions, Doc? It's it's um, it's, it's Draco. Draco is a, a draconis, not to be mixed up with the draconians, which are the reptilians. The draconis coming from the constellation of Draco, feeding from the sun. Okay, and if you want to know who Draco is, go to my website and scroll down to a, a series of orbs. Draco entered my life in a solar eclipse in 2012, the 20th of uh, June of May, I can't recall, but I know it's in 2012, and you can see those orbs. is undeniable. They are far away, and then they come very slowly, slowly to me, and then they get one, then he gets into my third eye, and then he comes out of my heart. And who took those pictures? My wife. 
She took also a video. She wanted to take pictures of the solar eclipse. Then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, she started to click the camera. And I had my hands up and said, what the hell are you doing? Stop, stop. The next thing you know, when we developed those photos, we were in shock. So go to drtv.com and then locate a, a big message for the world, an important message to the world. And you can see those orbs. And that's when Draco entered my life. So I'm channeling that energy. I'm channeling this extraterrestrial. And he gave me dates. And he tells me um, uh, to write specific quatrain uh, to enunciate what we are trying to inspire. So a lot of secrets in Russia. I'm just telling you what, what comes down, okay? So you heard me earlier. But no the problem. key word yeah. is death and drama. So be careful. The next date I'm going to give you is where um, uh, he's mentioning large earthquakes and tsunami. Okay, I hope, I hope I am wrong. But yeah, if you know me, you know uh, I'm never wrong sad enough. It's part of my gift and my curse. So, yes. the sev- 17th of July. 17th of July. Yeah, 17th of July. Um, it's all about shocking news, cosmic phenomenal UFOs. If you're into UFOs, they will use that energy. So the reptilians will use that energy to come down to this uh, world and to stimulate uh, the earth's entrails and produce all sorts of uh, uh, maybe tornado or earthquakes, volcanic eruption. Pretty much the same type of energy that we are now. He says it. Tell them it's the same energy than what's going on in Los Angeles right now, shocking and and the beginning of the end of important phases of life. A lot of people so, are afraid out there. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, that's that's what it is. The last date, no, there's two more dates he's giving me. Yeah. The 25th, oh, that's going to be nasty, okay? Again, you have been going all your life through all this natural disaster, through all this... Uh, you know, negative energy. I'm just pointing the maximum of the energy that put, that will produce the news. So the same energy that I mentioned for the 10th death and drama will be coming from, will be coming on the 25th, but it will be worse. And the last one, and that is the one that I'm really, really afraid of, is the either the 29th or the 30th, the very end of the month, just before the end of the month. Um, this is where thousands of people will be forced to relocate because uh, um, nothing is meant to last in this lifetime. And uh, it's part of uh, uh, nature stimulated by the reptilians to impose changes. Right now, I can assure you that thousands of people, as mentioned uh, in the radio, my last radio show, are moving. They are planning to move. Many of them have never been to an earthquake, so they did not know, and they don't want this drastic, dramatic feeling again to get close to them. Many, many people are going to leave California. My as I'm speaking goodness. to you, many already have made plans. Yes, lots and of you... them are definitely leaving, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, but we are joined by another caller, Doc. Guy, okay. Let's let's bring them in here quickly. Caller, you are live on the air. Please turn down uh, the stream there if you can. Hi there. Uh, my name is Jamie Rainwater, and I was just calling in because I'm listening to the broadcast. It's live right now on my TV, and um, 
interesting thing about it is that second date he had, Dr. Turi had mentioned, is actually my 25th birthday. Oh, wow. Well, um, you know, it's, it's going to be your birthday, yes, you said? Yeah, and it's oh, okay. just ironic that the following date you had mentioned is the 25th, and mm -hmm. the 17th is going to be my 25th birthday. Well, my friend, uh, all I can tell you is that um, Draco is telling me that um, uh, careful what you do on that day, okay? Because uh, sudden enough, your birthday is taking place during one of uh, the world's cosmic winds that uh, uh, I'm, I'm delivering to you. It's not going to be a fantastic birthday where, you know, there are birthdays where everything is fantastic, everybody is happy, you're getting a lot of things. This birthday is going to have a kind of a, it's not going to match your expectations. Just, just be very, very cautious, okay? Yeah, most definitely. Yes, and, um, and caller, where yeah, where are you yeah. from, by the way? Just curious. I'm from Portland, Oregon. Oh, and, nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm up here. I found you a while back, and I've been listening in. Oh, thank you. And I just really appreciate what you have been uh, bringing to light. Okay, I'd, what I'd like to do for your birthday, I want you to um, go to my website, um, email my wife, and I'm going to get you into the Cosmic Code for the next three months for free. So you're going to read all our forecast much more detailed because being a, a cancer, you are under the jurisdiction of the moon. You should never put your nose outside not knowing if she's waxing, winning, or uh, her passage through the belt of the Zodiac. You need to understand yes. to synchronize with the moon fluctuations. So I'm inviting you in the Cosmic Codes for the next three months for free for your birthday. Uh, we are not at your birthday yet, so the energy are positive now. I'm inviting you, okay? Just find a way to email my I'm wife. Actually, on your website right now, um, I had it pulled up when you mentioned it. Yeah, just find, I appreciate you. You should find my email, my wife's email, that you send us an email, and we get you in the Cosmic Code for your birthday. Yeah, how does that sound? Caller. Right. That sounds great. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've actually been looking into getting an astrology reading. Because, take care of you uh, face to face on Skype. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely get a Things hold of, definitely email uh, his wife and we'll set everything up for you. And of course, if you do have another question, please feel free uh, to ask anything you'd like before we um, descend here. Yeah, but, you know, curious. even though that I concentrate on the negative, sad enough, you know, the reality is, Mike, uh, in this negative time, if you tell somebody you're going to get a brick on your head tomorrow, he's going to remember that. That's true. But <laughs> when I do a reading, uh, I I make people aware or where they are very vulnerable as far as the reptilian infestation is concerned. But I, all my reading are ninety-eight and a half percent positive. I clean the people, I, I check their soul's purpose, their financial aptitude, the check of their mental process, their upbringing, I can see where they came from, I see the type of people they're going to attract, their health, their, if there is anything wrong there, I see it and I can help them right away before it gets worse, their service to the world, the type of people they're going to attract either in emotional or business-wise, I can see, um, and, and there are, uh, even how people are going to die, some people are asking me, how how am I going to die? 
you know, even though that um, I don't like to be negative, I say, well, I can only tell you what, what it is. And some people are okay with that. They're curious enough. I can, I can talk about their relationship with foreigners, live life in foreign ground, the type of career that God will support them with, the type of wishes and friends and groups they are supposed to be in order to reach their wishes. And most of all, dig into their subconscious and explain to them uh, because of the planet residing in this uh, mystical 12 hinner deep houses uh, how to be uh, careful not to let um, negativity in the past curse them because that's where a lot of people became become their own worst enemy so you know doing a reading on skype with me um, it's it's like you know digging into the depth of your soul and I have more answers than you have questions that's why I don't want people to talk I say you do the listening you'll have plenty time to talk to me once I'm done with Draco because Draco is talking non-stop and everything of course has to be taped because every person has a very specific uh, uh, cosmic energy um, everybody has a specific rules that apply to their UCI unique celestial identity and the person I have can go all the way from two to four years ahead so they gotta be all um crystallized uh, and we can record of course on skype so, yeah yeah of course i really look forward to that um i, take care I was of just you, curious thank you so much yeah, go ahead thank you so much you bet. You bet. i was curious you mentioned the 10th of july and a date that i have been seeing a lot of um contention about in relation to the golden gate grid actually um, in perhaps an earthquake or a natural disaster happening or occurring on August 11th. Um, well, you know, you know what, uh, as a cancer, you're, you're a very intuitive person. Uh, I give the 10, the 10 is just uh, the, the, the central energy, but it could be a little bit before or after because the 10 for us here uh, will be the 8 or the 9 in Japan because they are ahead of us. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Excuse me. So yeah, yeah. I give I give a date that can touch not only the United States but also foreign ground like in Japan. Um, but if you have a feeling for the 11, uh, you definitely uh, you know are a psychic as a water sign as a Cancer. You you want to follow your intuition. That's for sure. Yeah. Just don't take um, don't take I'm actually exactly. Cancer, Sun, Scorpio, Moon, Pisces rising and. I've been feeling a lot of turbulence lately, and I don't know how to direct it. Well, well first thing you got to do is to forget about your bringing and your mother. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, All right, don't color. start to channel into you right now in public, my friend. But yes, um, definitely, we're, we're definitely going to have a good time. Oh, yes. Definitely right. get a hold Look of forward to it. Yeah, definitely yeah, get a hold of that email, and we'll make this happen for you, my friend. Yeah, for sure. Um, also... Uh, I have a channel to share with you. It's um, it's a, a narrator very reminiscent of your voice, and I thought that you may find humor in it. So sure. I'll send that your way. You bet. Yeah. You bet. It's called uh, Riddle with three Ds. It's on you YouTube. You got it. Nice. Yeah, all right. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for calling in. And there he goes. Oh, good night. Uh, good night, buddy. Good night. Good night. And yes, there he goes. Great call there. It's yeah, nice. absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. Yeah, I'm glad you did that for him. That's very thoughtful. 
Yeah, well, you know, it's no accident. Uh, you know, it's the beginning or the end of important phases of life. We are into that energy, so it's about to start a very, very deep mystical voyage, spiritual voyage, uh, like we say in French, uh, with me. And uh, he's ready, you know. Uh, it's only when the student is ready that uh, the teacher will appear. Ah, uh, yes. Um, that's we what... Supposed to, we were supposed to connect it, tonight. It, it's funny you say that because that's what Jordan Maxwell said to me when we had lunch together mm -hmm. about two years ago. I love Jordan. Jordan is a phenomenal guy. He's a beautiful, beautiful man. Sudden enough, he went uh, in the dark. Um, he went in the dark. Uh, well... Is set again by the reptilians who have induced a lot of fears and for good reasons, don't get me wrong, because he devolves such an important, he has such important message. The beautiful man, and I, I miss him. Yeah, he's, he's a, we, he was um, a little banged up the last time I saw him. I was helping him walk around. Yeah, well, he's getting there. Yeah. He's getting there. We've lost, I've lost so many, so many people over the years. Uh, and, um, you know, I have a couple of uh, cruises to do. My next UFO conference will be on a ship. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do have an image of that. Let me throw that up in the chat room for those on YouTube uh, watching this live. They can see an image of that. And that's something that I've been talking a lot about here on the program, these uh these UFO cruises, and I've always said on the on this program here that you probably won't ever find me on a on a cruise per se, because you know I think about all the all the terrible mishaps of people going on cruises. The electricity <laughs> goes out and they get sick, and then <clears throat> you you get the you get the point. Well, you know what? Um, because your when your birthday falls during a negative cosmic wind or one of my SOS to the world deadly window, be sure this birthday will be terrible. And a lot of people who don't have any cosmic consciousness, uh, they want to celebrate their birthday, their wedding anniversary, and they are looking at the human calendar. They don't respect the moon sign. They are cosmic conscious. So here they go. They take a cruise uh, during one of their worst cosmic biorhythm. The next thing you know, if they are lucky, they come back constipated. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they are not lucky, they die on the ship or they die of disease afterwards. And, and it's the same with every single human's affair. The entire mystical universal's uh, lunar calendar is sought as ridicule. It's sought as something that should be just ridicule. My God, you're playing Russian roulette when you do things when you feel like. You know, um, the laws of man are very clear. You see a red light, you see a stop sign, you've been trained to stop. If not, you're taking a chance and you're going to get killed. Now, in the name of ignorance, you know, in the name of indoctrination, would it be scientific or religious, you don't realize that what you do not see doesn't mean doesn't exist. You do not understand that the other side of my hand has a different set of laws that are written in light via the stars through God cosmic magnificent design. And this is why I always said that God created the stars in the heavens for more than the sake of beauty. He gave them to earth for interpretations so that you may live a safe and productive life. And those words are so critical, so deep, and so real. 
Yet 99.99 of the people walking these roads do not know. It's sacrilege, as we say in French. I like that. such high metaphysical laws to be a ridicule when they conduct the entire human experience. And that is the result of the religious and scientific matrix that are completely controlled by the reptilians. My goodness. And of course, in the in the works of, I guess you could say, channeling, there's another individual out there who... I believe it's from Los Angeles by the name of Daryl Anka. He channels Bashar. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever been around uh, Daryl before or actually seen his act. I'm no, curious. No, he cannot. I don't know nothing about him. Uh, but if I get his data, bros, he's going to become an open book to me, and I will see if he's legit or not. And that's the beauty of being cosmicious. You cannot lie. Uh, you know, when somebody gives me a TikTok browse, it becomes a wide open book. That's why I see things and I got to be careful how much I can say how they are. No, it's okay. No problem. And one of the other things that I've been asked to ask you, and this has to do with astrology, uh, someone asked me about a 13th zodiac sign. What exactly is that? Well, you know, there is 12 apostle and then there is Judah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. I, I, you know, it's it's like it's like the NASA scientists out there discovering a new planet every single day to amuse you, to entertain you, and to get the, your financial support. Uh, there will always be someone adding something to something. As far as I'm concerned, my work speaks for itself, and it's based upon 12 signs of the zodiac. Now, if there is a third, a 13th sign, I would attribute it to the dragon's head, needle, or hidden uh, as a singularity that would become the 13th sign. Uh, I wrote a book at about another 600 page, very, very tiny font. It's called The Power of the Dragon. And uh, there is more power in your dragon alone than the entire complexity of your chart. Sad enough, uh, the dragon is more of a mystical, entertaining thing nowadays, especially in Asia, much like Christians have lost uh, God, cosmic divinity uh, in Asia. The dragon is something they use uh, every year to entertain each other. But the deep message involving the power of the dragon has been lost in, in, in Asia. Uh, the, um, the Oriental uh, astrology... And the occidental astrology is the same. It's based upon those 12 apostles, 12 months, 12 hours. But uh, in Asia, they use animals. And I was born under the, the the tiger, the steel tiger. And like you, I was born with the head of the dragon in Aries. So your head of the dragon, when you were born, Mike, is in Aries, which means you're set by your dragon to become a leader of the mind. That's interesting. And, yeah, and uh, you were born in August into the constellation of Leo, but your sun sign is in Virgo, and that makes you critical, detail-oriented, a little bit uh, too honest and sarcastic. Yeah, that's, you, know, and you know, that that's the other thing about the whole astrology. I haven't exactly been someone who has been on board with it completely. I, I, I'm well aware that there are individuals out there who are in these sort of circles that do, uh, well, 
they they definitely take advantage of, of their customers, I'm pretty sure. And I think you can agree with that as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at, uh, there were once upon a time before, uh, before Facebook and Google, uh, when there was no internet, uh, I, I was in serious, serious demand, I had absolutely no competition. And then all of a sudden, now you go on Facebook and you have astrological uh all over the place. Everybody is practicing astrology. Of course, those kids don't understand that they're being used by a, a, a greedy corporation who makes money through advertisement and not through their uh, guidance. And then those kids don't have any cosmic consciousness. They are using modern astrology. They are not using divine astrology. So um, even though they are good-hearted, they really want to help people have absolutely no clue what the power of the dragon is all about. But um, that's how it is. By know? by saying that, that kind of reminded me of, not what you said, but in this subject, it reminded me of Sylvia Brown, that uh, lady, oh, if you recall, who made all these sort of predictions, who got a lot oh, yeah. of them wrong, and she even hurt a lot of families out there. And that's that's sort of the individuals that I'm talking about, those that are more for, uh, I guess you could say, profit well, yes, they were. This Sylvia Brown was uh, reptilian infected, and so she was led to do <clears throat> some TV show with a guy who was uh, uh, looking for uh, put the truth, and he didn't have anything else. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as a rule, the reptilians will always promote people who know the least and give them position of power to mislead a lot of people. And then Tiburon is nothing else than another example that uh, reinforced my theory. So it, it, she, she had no cosmic consciousness. You know, there is one very, very thin hair, Mike, between divine cosmic information and pure imagination. And there's too many people out there who, who, who think themselves as um, experts. And they are the least knowledgeable. That's how it works. Yeah, you see a lot of them on social media. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's insane. Yeah, I, I, I just don't understand the sort of hero worship that we have in, in this sort of era that we live in. I've never really understood that sort of thing. Well, that's again, that's because uh, nowadays uh, it seems that the human ego uh, has reached a, an, an uncontrollable, uncontrollable level. Ego and greed. I mean, you know, starting with, um, you know, sad enough, President Trump. I mean, if I, if I had the, the, the few million dollars that he had when he started his life, and I don't think I would be, I would run my own TV show right now and educate the world. Uh, I would make a good use. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just the, the power of ego and greed combined together. That it did not have to take on such an incredible position, knowing he had all the money in the world and live a happy life ever after. And that's why I uh, predicted um, before he went to um, um, North Korea to talk to Kim Jong-un, uh, I mentioned uh, to this audience the same thing I'm going to mention to you. You have to realize President Trump as long as he's president, he's safe. Uh, but when his term is over, uh, he's already surrounded by a bunch of lions. He's like a hyena being surrounded by a bunch of lions that are going to do everything they can to kill him and his family. So Yeah, that's going to yeah. be something else as soon as he leaves office. Yeah. What is going to happen with him after? That's the big question. 
Well, he probably will have to, if he wants to avoid the trauma, the drama, uh, death in jail, uh, because these people are not going to stop at anything to get to him, he will have to move to either Russia or North Korea. That's why it's critical for him to maintain a good relationship with those foreign power. And again, you know, I'm here to challenge your mind to the extreme, to make you aware of the possibility that it's just impossible. Pretty much like uh, uh, on June 20th, when they say, be ready for our earthquakes uh, around the second or during this timing, and it happened. So uh, the idea is to realize he's in the position. I mean, imagine yourself, your family. Here you are surrounded by a bunch of hyena. Now, just take his position. You know they're not going to stop. They're going to kill you. They want to kill you. They want to destroy you for whatever reasons, because they don't like you, whatever political reasons. So what would you do, Mike? Would you, you will have to do anything to save your life and save your kids and save all that you have worked all your life. And if that means that you have to start to plan a way out, an escape route, you will do it. And that's what he's doing. But people don't think the way I do. That's what Draco tells me. I'm just a channeler of information that are mind-boggling. Now, you take it or you leave it, but hey, the future has a will and will always be my utmost you know, accurate witness. You see, you see, you know, you see what happened. And again, because he's a dual, a dual being a Gemini means he cannot help himself to repeat himself, to change his mind, to show double faces, to be a real Gemini. Um, he, he, in fact, he, if you Google Dr. Tree, President Trump, you can read all about his idiosyncrasy or his UCI as he was set by the universe to operate and why he's being put in power by the reptilians. So it's it's incredible uh, what a human being will do and plan to do to avoid being killed is self-preservation, Mike. Does that make sense? Yes, you do. And I'm on your website now reading about this. Uh, Dr. Turi is right. Our president is greedy and reptilious infected. That's what I'm reading here. And many individuals out there would actually agree with you on that. Many people are not happy, even some of his diehard supporters, not happy with President Trump. They still criticize him. And I don't have a dog in the fight, to be completely honest. I don't exactly support any president past or present no i think maybe the only true president we ever had was jfk yep and look what happened to him well exactly the reptilians got him yeah that's just the way it is um we had a great president ronald reagan he was born with the head of the dragon in taurus Taurus is the symbol chosen by the ancient uh, 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 civilization who carved the bull. It, it's a sign that represents money, the banking industry. It's a sign that ruled Switzerland, where all the banks are located. He was born with the head of the dragon in Taurus. So during his regimentation as a president, America was making a lot of money. His tail of the dragon was in Scorpio. Scorpio rules uh, a country that died and is born again, or Russia. And because of his jurisdiction, he was able to beat uh, the Russian and to beat the war. So it was very, very negative for the Russian, uh, his, his uh, uh, presidential uh, uh, residue has, has directly affected Russia, so to speak. Can we trust these nations 
Iran, uh, Russia, North Korea. Can no, we actually no, trust these men? Absolutely not, because uh, uh, they, they are those people are so uh, reptilian infected. It's amazing. I mean, look at Kim Jong Un to go and kill his half brother and kill so many people. That's because right. He wanted to have ultimate power, and then when you have a U.S. president uh, that says that he would like his people to treat him in America like they're treating him like a dictator yeah that's terrible but that's because um, trump is that way he's taurus um you know if you want to know how trump think you count three from june because he's born in june june july august leo leo is the king of the zodiac so when he talks first of all he's granted an opportunity to shine through his words that's god's ultimate order as far as trump is concerned that's why he demand and command respect uh, in tweeting every day, in talking every single day. So, and, and Leo rules also when it's abu- abusing the forces of the sun, uh, means also being dictatorial. Leo rules love and romance, and it's, it's the sign of love. But if you love too much, you become, you burn the object of love. You become egocentric and jealous and possessive and bossy. And this is what Trump is all about because he has never ever had to work hard or worry about a paycheck like we did. Uh, he's, he's that way and his dragon's tail in Sagittarius makes him the bull in the china shop he's got the same dragon than um, uh, Pope Francis that's why Pope Francis is so original he's so uh, like Trump in so many ways uh, and in electing him as the Pope knowing he has the tail of the dragon in Sagittarius is not going to support uh, the Vatican Corporation in the long run. And I'm curious, do you believe that Hillary would have been a better president than Donald Trump? Well, Hillary Clinton wanted to be the first woman uh, president in the United States. Right. And she was removed again uh, by the reptilians. And any time the reptilians are acting against somebody is obviously because that person would have done a lot of good for the United States. Um, If you look at um, uh, President um, Obama, since we are in politics, and I should write a book about the stars of all the past, present, and future presidents, um, Obama was born a Leo, and uh, like Schwarzenegger, uh, Madonna, Michael Jackson, if you were born in August during the season where there is fruits on the trees and warm air everywhere, uh, born a Leo, God wants you to build your stage and to shine. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. If you're a Leo, you are granted fame. That's why a lot of people who don't have enough Leo power aim for fame and they end up hanging themselves or killing themselves because they don't have the higher order, the higher jurisdiction of the lions. So he was born a Leo with the head of the dragon in Leo, the king, double. And that's why as he was the first president to make his story in the United States. The sad reality that he never really fulfilled his dragon's head. He was always on his tail. His tail is Aquarius. Aquarius rules um, anything and everything with humanitarianism uh, and also brings a lot of bad luck in the United States when it comes to technology. And that's why the Russian, during his presidency, was already, they were already messing up 
uh, with their malware to uh, hijack uh, the 2016 election. Um, America, July 4, 1776, is a cancer country. Cancer was the stomach, food and security. And, and then that's why, that's why death in America is the fork, get too much food. Um, and this country can support every other country, so much planes that are cultivable. Um, but the tail of the dragon of America, it's a sad prediction that Rico tells me. Uh, being Aquarius, Aquarius rules anything and everything that dwells with sudden release of energy. And if you see, starting with uh, Japan, which is controlled by Aquarius, the sudden release of energy, a country which is loaded with earthquakes nonstop, Japan, uh, parable surprise attack, 9-11 aeronautic attacks, knowing that a Aquarius rules airplanes and aeronautics. So America is highly, highly prone to a nuke attack because this country has already has a history of shocking, sudden attack on his grounds. That's true. And And I have to ask you this really quickly here. Someone in the chat room by the name of Raven was saying Obama should be in jail with Hillary because they're not proves it's a puppet show. How do you feel about that? Well, that's why I don't dwell with uh, um, uh, with politics because uh, this person, with all the respect I own, that person is not cosmic conscious. Oh, We're not talking the same language. I'm talking stars. Yes. I'm talking energies. I'm talking divine. He's not educated. He, he, you know, I'm coming from the archetypal realm of supra-cosmic consciousness, delegating with a high uh, extraterrestrial spirit. He's coming to me from the rational world, the political world. There is no way we can agree, even to disagree. We are talking a very different language. He's talking rational. I'm talking spiritual. Makes sense? Makes plenty of sense, sir. And another question I do have to ask, since the name of the program is End of Days, do you have any predictions of that nature, perhaps uh, any sort of end times scenario? We, we have been seeing lots of asteroids coming very close to the Earth. Scientists are freaked out about it. Some of them are, not all of them, but some of them do show that uh, a little bit of fear of asteroids out there coming very close to Earth. And many people are speculating that that might be something that will happen soon. No, no. Uh, you have to understand. You're ruling it out. The Draconis have built this solar system. Um, they brought the Jupiter is the biggest, most powerful planet we have, the biggest planet in our solar system. And it was designed by the extraterrestrial um, through its gravitational forces to attract debris or comet. Uh, you probably heard of the Shoemaker comet a few years ago. Oh, yes. Before they hit the Earth, they went straight to Jupiter uh, and the moon. First of all, the moon is hollow and she's not a a, a, a base for uh, uh, the reptilians or any extraterrestrial. Um, the moon was uh, uh, borrowed from one of the many, many moons around Jupiter and brought closer, uh, for the lack of words, uh, through their ships, uh, nukes, uh, uh, calculated atomic explosion to to separate the moon from the strong gravitational forces of Jupiter to 
bring that moon into our solar system. Uh, and the purpose of the moon is to regulate a human's emotional response to life. That's where we use subconsciously the word lunatic, moody, and crabby in the time uh-huh. of a full moon. Uh, all emergency services are going out of order. So the moon purpose is a highly spiritual and emotional uh, 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 values. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. So there is no worries about any bodies. It's just a way, again, for NASA to um, steal fields by the refugees so you invest in them so they can develop technology to blow up those bodies before they reach the Earth. It's just boom. It's just deception. deception. Draco tells me that's laughable. Understood. And as you were talking about that, I also got a flashback to 1997 when uh, the Heaven's Gate cult members were found dead. And mm-hmm. as you know, they were following the Hell Bop Comet. <laughs> that was an interesting funny. time in ufology. Well, what's interesting is that uh, I was driving through Rancho Santa Fe on my way to a meeting with a radio host, which a week before I gave the exact date, I said to him, be ready for the uh, death uh, drama uh, the same type of window that I gave you um, for the 10th and um, uh, for the 25th of July. Yes. Drama and death. And I was driving through Rancho Santa Fe with my ex-wife when, and I saw the helicopter. I said, oh my gosh, what is this? And I said to my wife, um, she was saying that. I said, oh, it's probably my prediction. And then when we arrived at that uh, restaurant, um, uh, the radio host looked at me and he was there waiting for me and his wife says, oh my gosh, Louis, your prediction is just coming true. Rancho Santa Fe has a big suicide. This crazy guy thought he, he was going to go on a UFO. And of course, those guys were totally reptilians. In fact, it's, they had no idea. The problem is they had a lot of money. They had a lot of organization. But um, uh, and Marshall was totally infected and he killed everybody. They had that charismatic leader, Marshall Applewhite, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can Google um, Dr. Thierry Marshall Applewhite or Dr. Thierry Ranchel Santa Fe. Nice. And, uh, and then you can read all the detail because I wrote a newsletter many years ago when this happened. Uh, and that's a long, a long time ago. I remember that was my prediction unfolding right under my nose. <laughs> that is wild. And it's insane to even think about the year 1997 which was, again, like I said, just such a great year for ufology. I still remember being just a child and seeing the Phoenix Lights, which, of course, is March 13th, 1997. I recall seeing that with my old man, and we were both just dumbfounded by what we were seeing on television. And my dad has always been open-minded to the possibility of extraterrestrials and life outside of the galaxy. And my mother... She was um very much against this sort of thing, and it's kind of unusual because both my parents actually saw a mysterious object above their home many, many years back, and that sort of sighting uh, freaked out my mom so much that she actually went back to being ultra-religious for a short period of time, and she doesn't ever want to uh, talk about what she saw. Well, you know what? <laughs> Pretty funny. It, it, it's it's obvious that your dad was a very very spiritual very very spiritual man. Uh, maybe your mother was more uh, you know cautious like any woman would be as a rule. 
Um, but, you know, I'm past the word believing sure. in yeah. UFOs. It's not, it's, it's not even a question in my mind if UFOs are real or not. They are part of uh, our existence. They are part of uh, um, our, uh, our existence. There could not be a life without um, uh, the extraterrestrial. They're playing such a big part. Oh, my gosh. It's just totally incredible. Uh, but it's real. It, it's real. Uh, what, as far as the uh, Rancho Santa Fe um, yeah, yeah. prediction, um, I think, oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I was uh, looking at the same time. Uh, there is a newsletter that I wrote, and it, the title is pretty simple. It's David Icke, The Reptilious Human Slave. <laughs> Ah, yes. If you can Google that, uh, <laughs> you should be able to read a little bit more about the predictions with uh, uh, the Rancho Santa Fe. See, the beauty about um, uh, about um, my work is that I gave you and your audience, Mike, the opportunity to see, to judge. This was great, by the way. This uh, We're almost finished here, but this was a great interview, I have to say. You revealed a lot of yourself here, and a lot of my listeners will really appreciate that. They like the openness. They want you to be passionate about what you talk about, and it seems like you are a multi-layered individual, and we love that here on this program. You bet, you bet. You know, that's, that's, I'm real, you know, and people, yes, you people are. are not stupid. People are not stupid. They, they have intuition and then they, they are judging through through my words through my my experiences i'm nearly 70 years old so i have learned uh, all over the years um, a lot of things and i've been touched by the divine i've been touched by the extraordinary and i always said to my students you know uh, extraordinary experiences breeding extraordinary people that have extraordinary wisdom to share so the idea is to keep an open mind and at the same time keep a good those are critical thinking uh, and, and investigate. You know, it's not good to assume anything about me right, right. And, or anybody else for that matter uh, until you, you do your homework. you got to honor the word science, something the scientific community does not as far as my earthquake predictions are concerned, even with emails sent to USGS and Caltech giving very, very specific dates. I mean, you can look at those emails and think, I'm not making it up. You have dates. It's, it's in the internet. It's there forever. And then they never, never bother to answer me. And that really bugs me because I got so much to offer. But yes, you again, do. Yeah. In the name of uh, skepticism, idiocy, in the name of, uh, uh, you know, rationale, they are missing so much. If If I was to work with... Uh, traditionally educated geologist, um, my my timing is impeccable. I mean, I've done it over and over and over again, and I'm also done it in your show. And, you know, the future will prove me right, like always. But and I'm not saying this on an egocentric point of view. Well, sometimes you have to be your own biggest cheerleader. I've learned. Well, no yeah. one else will. Sometimes. Exactly, but what I'm trying to say is, yeah. is, is not is not egocentric, motivated. No, I hear you. It's, it's for my heart. Right, I'm concerned with so many lives out there, and then you know those scientists would rather ridicule me than to take a chance on me. If if 
knowing my timing is impeccable and 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 if it's if it's duplicable and if it's happening on uh, regularly then there there is a, a, a good chances for science to dig into it and then make make the judgment afterwards knowing that i have an impeccable timing if i could know the real actions of all the faults in california we may working together okay find the location i have the timing impeccable timing over and over and over again i don't have the location and even if i did i would not i would not go there because i did it before and see what happened with the fbi uh, oh yes i would rather let science take that chances because but they won't go there they, I am not, you know, they're egocentric, educated pride interfere with their curiosity. You know, and they tend to, uh, well, also their, their, their credibility is on the line as well. Well, in terms you know, of, in terms of presenting someone from the outside, they don't want to lose their jobs either. Sometimes they they, sometimes they have these, um, a certain agreements that they, they sign up for. And if they go too far out, they will potentially lose their jobs. Very much like those individuals, the Navy pilots who see, you know, things in the sky. Yeah. It's sort of the same thing like that. Exactly. I, I can relate to that. However, yeah. the difference uh, is that using rational, scientific investigation, they would realize that it's real, but right. they don't even go there. They don't even take a chance. They immediately, absolutely immediately reject me. Oh, no, he's not educated. They do not understand the difference between education and intelligence or between higher learning or being well-read and having a gift. They do not understand that. They don't even respect Einstein theory that saying that we come to a time where it's time to bypass the physical manifestation and aim towards a more spiritual uh, uh, investigation of the human experience they, they are not able to realize that it's it's just amazing how the the, the amount of indoctrination the damage that they can do for uh, humanity future but it's part of a grand design is part of uh, the reptilian agenda and the, the turning all these people uh, to very very early age into uh, uh, a theist and and a world uh, a world that is ahead of us is, is is what it's going to be a world of atheists of scientists of rational where people like me will be th thought as um, uh, subhumans as people that don't have the right to express themselves and to leave where astrologers again or psychic uh, will be uh, uh, hanged or you know killed <laughs> that's what happens yeah you it's, go too we far moving, out we are moving yeah. into that uh, reptilious zone we're very close where all the human being uh, are going so rational that they're going to lose the spirit they're going to lose uh, magnificent design of God, cosmic design, speaking as well through the sign. And then uh, I am here trying to battle years and years of uh, uh, religious and scientific indoctrination. And it's not an easy job for me, Mike. No, it's not an easy job at all. You definitely have an uphill battle on your hands, as many things are in this world. And you were talking about just some of how society is. And I wanted to say that 
most of society are not exactly in tuned, as you are well aware. The masses are who we really need to try to get connected into all these sort of things that we're talking about here tonight. As you know, we are a very small uh, minority. We're a very small group, a very small number, but together we can take down the ox per se. We are small like ants, but together we could definitely take down the ox. And that's, oh, wow. a, that's a very good sort of little saying there. And it's very true. Uh, yeah. We, we definitely have to try to influence the, the smaller and bigger percentage of individuals out there. They are the ones, the, the mainstream, the ones that uh, go to Starbucks every day. And claim they're <laughs> spiritual. Uh, you, you see lots of them at the Conscious Life Expo in L.A. Yeah, yeah. But you have to remember, you also have to fight the uh, the sport matrix, the entertainment matrix. You don't have, you don't only have the religious and the scientific matrix, which are leading. Uh, the reptilians have infiltrated uh, every single thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not saying that sports is not a good thing. Don't get me wrong, because I like boxing, man. I just love boxing. I love boxing um, too. Yeah, um, but you know what? Uh, uh, when I look, when I look at this um, um, football game, and I see the thousands and thousands and thousands of people sharing, and all they're having a good time. But man, even if you pay me. And even if you put me right in the front seat where people are spending thousands and thousands, I would turn you down. But you wouldn't know my thing. You know, I'm different. And that's probably why the extraterrestrial are picking me and not one of these millions and millions of people that are part of the masses. Do I, do I make sense? So of course. Being the way you are, vibrating at such a high spiritual level, you are a target to the rep, to the draconis, and you're naturally protected uh, from the reptilians. But uh, you're going to have some serious challenge, uh, knowing that uh, we are such a minority. And again, I can only thank you for being such an, a channel to open up to help p promoting. Uh, cosmic consciousness. No problem. Lift yeah. the, the psychical values of the human experience. There's not many people who can do that. I mean, like uh, um, many of the guys that I've been working, next week I'm doing another show with another person, not to forget George Nori, uh, not to forget um, um, all the people, famous or not people, famous that have helped me all along. And, and I'm not going to quit. I wish I could, you know. I wish I could, but I can't help it. I, I have a mission. I'm totally dedicated and committed, uh, and I'm doing all this for the kids of the future because, you know, I don't think um, uh, the population, the adults, uh, you know, will be able to get that message. It's, it's much like a tree, you know, a young tree. It's easy, it's easy to mold it towards the light. Uh, but the adults are too conditioned to really get it. So not all of them are the one to throw the water with the baby. Don't get me wrong, because all the people are listening out there. Um, uh, you, you have a lot of people that are, are true seekers of the vibrator on a cosmic speed. Those guys are going to benefit from the, your show and from true. the information I provide. But there is a lot of people that are still going to be stuck on politics and Trump and God knows what. That's how it is. That's how that's how life is sometimes. And of course, you mentioned kids earlier. Do, do you have any kids, by the way? Yeah. I, oh, my son is uh, 50 years old. 
and uh, he lives in France, and hopefully he's going to come and, you know, visit me sometimes. I hope so. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful kid. He's got his uh, kids. He's got three kids, and these kids have kids. So That's good. That's <laughs> uh, very nice. We have uh, Maori there, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, my work is mostly designed to benefit the children of the future. And, again, uh, your show, your commitment, your dedication is uh, aligning with mine. So our legacy on the Internet uh, will be there for future generations that are looking for the light, something outside of conventional accepted discipline uh, you know, related to science and religion. We're here to challenge the status quo and to liberate the human spirit. That's not an easy game, but as I said, you know, combining our forces uh, we can accomplish miracle and i do believe in miracle because i know the future is nothing else than a reincarnation of the thought indeed and of course before i let you go i did want to ask you one more other thing it seems like many people still talk about planet x what exactly is your opinion on planet x and nubiru you know, again, you know, a lot of people have been conditioned in, in various areas of their life. Some is politics, some is conspiracy, some is Planet X, some is uh, there's so many, many interests out there. Before talking about Planet X, I would suggest every one of these people to investigate their own local system and understand their own celestial family. Understand what the moon is all about, the purpose of the moon, regulating the emotional response of, in the human experience. Mars, understanding what Mars is all about. In the male chart, Mars depicts how he's going to show his masculinity to a female. In a female chart, Mars represented the type of masculinity or the type of man she's looking at. So imagine if those guys that are lonely or repellent for that matter um, get to understand the seat of attraction between human beings. Why would you bother about planet X when you don't know nothing about Mars or Venus or Saturn, the great manifest, or uh, Jupiter, the lord of lack and expansion, or, or Uranus, the planet of the incredible who regulates the world of the extraordinary and UFOs, which is majorly important uh, in my own UCI, why would people bother about planet X when they know nothing about their natal dragon or their hidden dragon? How is that going to help them? They are just being caught into a negative flux, which is going to take them nowhere but to keep them amused by someone who have decided once upon a time to invent planet X. Jesus, amazing! what a young world did I land on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And of course, I did want to give some recognition, uh, recognition to your YouTube channel, by the way, doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of great material in there as well. I definitely wanted to turn the attention uh, to the listeners to go and uh, look up a lot of your material on your YouTube channel. Lots of great stuff there. And Again, you talk about all sorts of different things, not only uh, the universe, but all sorts of issues. And um, I do the same thing here on the program. And I'm going to give you uh, an example of that right now. And one thing that I do find interesting in terms of marriage and relationships is domestic violence. Again, it goes back to those being infected by the reptilius. Would you, would you agree with that? 
Absolutely. Well, you know, usually um, opposites attract each other. They don't necessarily stay long, but they attract each other. Um, if 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 you know, for example, um, the location of the tail of the dragon in 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 your partner housing system, that gives you so much so much wisdom. Good idea. Let's say, yeah. let's say for example, um, the tail of the dragon of your partner is on your third house. In no way, in a million years, will you and that person speak the same language. It can only be conflict. From the get-go, if you have the tail of the dragon in uh, the seventh house of your partner, you are into a karmic relationship, and that can be the best or the worst thing that can happen to you, depending on persons and your karma combined together. There is so much. I'm going to keep so that in mind. I'm keeping all this written down. <laughs> Yeah, there's so much that people do not know, and they, they are just being caught into so many matrix that stop them thinking for themselves, and they're supporting someone else's idea. Why not investigate your divinity, investigate your relationship with the divine, understand what God is expecting from you? Because of your sun sign, which depict your soul's purpose. Instead of digging into Planet X mystery that was created by someone who had too much imagination, okay, or reading about the moon being hollow or following David Icke infected teaching, why not go and stick, you know, Dr. Cherry out there and, and go and read about your sun sign and understand the basics of your soul's purpose. I mean, you know, at 70 years old, nearly 70 years old, I have learned so much. Oh, yes. And, and that wisdom cannot be wasted. And, and again, it's because of people allow, like you that allows me to pass on this information that those who are ready for me will be knocking my door. And those who are not, they'll be looking for Planet X out there or listening to various uh, UFO speakers who are uh, I've uh, never seen a UFOs or, uh, and use imagination. That's funny, uh, yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous <laughs> what's happening out there. But that's how it is. And yeah. you have to remember the reptilians will always put the worst person in front of you to take you away from your relationship with God, with Jesus' cosmic ministry and with the divine. That's just a given. Remember that. Oy vey. I certainly enjoyed our conversation this evening, Doctor. Before I cut you loose uh, here, I want to leave you with the final word. And if there's anything else on your mind, anything you'd like to get off your chest or even possibly help the mystics and other truth seekers out there like yourself, Doctor, uh, please feel free to do so. The stage is now yours. Thank you very much for this opportunity, my friend. I just want you to know that um, if you build enough cosmic consciousness, you will not be a robot or victimized by the reptilians and being infected. The part of God in you is much stronger than the reptilians or the negative stars that you have inherited as to burn your karma before you integrate in a different level of consciousness. It's crucial for you to understand who you are, to understand your own solar system before digging outside of the solar system. The soul of, the, the soul of our solar system 
is real. There is a reason for you to be born. There is a reason to have reintegrated in this dense physical world, not just to burn karma, but to learn to create. So I want to make sure you never forget that the future is nothing else than the reincarnation of the thought. And I will take this example, Los Angeles, New York, Washington, D.C., any cities, Paris, once upon a time, did not exist. It was nothing. Pretty much like the computer you're at now, the car you're driving, the watch you have on your wrist did not exist. We were born to create. So once you have reached a higher level of awareness, then you become co-creator with God, with all, because all is that and that is all. Amazing. Once again, thank you so much for being a part of the program, and we will definitely have to do this again. That was Dr. Louis Torrey, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. You can go to his website, drtorrey.com. And again, it's been an incredible evening. I had so much fun talking to you. These discussions are always uh, fantastic, but especially tonight, uh, quite enjoyable. And I truly believe many years from now, people will eventually find this and take a lot of what you said to be uh, the truth, doctor. <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless you, my All right, friend. God bless. Good take care and mahalo. Mahalo. Right, Bye-bye. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. That was fantastic. A great guy. That was Dr. Luis Torrey, as they say down south. Luis Torrey. That's the way they would say it down south, but his name is Luis Torrey. For those who were wondering, that is the proper pronunciation here. And of course, I will go on a little break. It's that time yet again. It'll be short, I promise. And I recommend all of you to go out and get some water. I'll come back to close this down. And for those who wanted to listen to my second guest, Joshua Free, he seems to have disappeared. I'm not quite sure what happened to our friend Joshua. I gave him a call, but the, the, the phone seemed to just go straight to a voicemail. So that's never a good sign, ladies and gentlemen. But that allowed me some more time to talk to the doctor here. And I'm sure many of you are certainly not complaining about that. So don't worry. I'll come back to close up the show and say a few thank yous and we'll call it a night. I do appreciate all of you out there for hanging out tonight. We'll be right back after this short break. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? Did I take too long? I probably did. There was actually somebody calling uh, right before I came back on. It seems like they left me a, a little voice message here. But of course, I won't answer that here. But I do have some bad news. Very bad news. The second guest he is nowhere to be found. I'm not quite sure what happened there with Joshua Free. I did give him another call during the break. And yet again, MIA. No, that's not him calling in. I thought it was. But no, not him. Not him, ladies and gentlemen. And I do appreciate all of you out there who are still here. We will wrap this up in a few minutes. But I did have another rather serious update. And my goodness, I didn't even want to talk about this here tonight. However. 
I'm already very uncomfortable about what has been going on and what I will be disclosing right now. Oh, yes. And of course, this is in regards to my uncle. I know some of you out there remember the uncle who was actually on this program many, many years ago. Oh, yes. Was that you, Paul, who called? I'm pretty sure it might have been Paul. But yes, going back to the uncle, many of you recall him from the early, early years of the program. Oh, yeah, the uncle, the very wild uncle, the black sheep of the family, like myself, to be perfectly honest, both my uncle and me are very close. He was like a brother, uh, basically, to me growing up, and he was on here and Lots of people remembered that he was he was wild, he was insane, and I've got some bad news here. No, the uncle has not died. However, he's not doing so good, ladies and gentlemen. Not at all. It's as bad as it gets, I'm afraid. His liver is completely shot now, and he is having this internal bleeding going on. I saw him not so long ago, and it was not a good conversation. He was also going through withdrawals, and he was telling me he didn't feel like he was going to make it. It was um, pretty uncomfortable, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the part of the show where I didn't have any of this uh, sort of thing planned. Usually I do have notes, but everything goes out the window once I'm uh, behind this microphone. It's very true. But yes, my uncle was not in the best place when I saw him. He was actually telling me what he wanted me to keep. And what he doesn't want anyone else to keep. It was a very unusual thing to go through. And I know eventually I'll have to go through something like this. Uh, we all eventually have to go through something like that. And it's never easy. It's not easy to talk about, but that is the reality. And I've always been uh, quite transparent with all of you out there. And many people do remember the uncle. And yeah, I hope he pulls through it all, but... It's not good, folks. It is not good. He possibly might be checking out this year. That's what I am led to believe, boys and girls. Oh, yes. Gotta do things in moderation, folks. This is another reminder of that. Can't be drinking so much alcohol that your liver just completely shuts out. Oh, yeah. Pretty awful stuff. And moving away from the darkness now... Before I do wrap up here tonight, I also wanted to thank those out there who have donated to the program. And also a very special thanks to another individual out there who did donate. He, wow, he made a huge donation, in my opinion. And that's what it's all about. Helping us out here behind the scenes. Help keep the lights on. Paul says he didn't call in, but maybe he should. Well, that's up to you, Paul. I do thank everyone out there who has been uh, very kind lately, especially with the whole earthquake thing. It was pretty amazing. Lots of people were emailing me. But yes, going back to that individual out there, I won't use his name because I'm not quite sure I even have permission to use his name, but we'll call him Mr. S. And he came through, folks, with a great donation, which is incredible. Do appreciate that, Mr. S. You know who you are. And you will, of course, be getting those special Patreon episodes. As soon as possible. And that leads us to the next thing I did want to mention here, and that's the Patreon. 
for those that do subscribe, I will be releasing episodes very soon. And I'll be doing a special introduction, uh, sort of history of the program. And I'm going to reveal some things I've never talked about here or anywhere else. Lots of those things would get me into lots of trouble, especially if I talked about them here on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I plan to let I plan to let it all hang out, to be honest with you. This will be entirely uncensored, unfiltered. And I know I have been lagging here, but all sorts of issues have been going on uh, behind the scenes. But everything is being worked out. And here's the 411. For a month, ladies and gentlemen, I was going through issues with my computer, with the microphone, with this mixer, and of course with the help of my own sorcery, which translates to a duct tape and moving cables around. I was able to fix everything. My divine intellect was able to help me maintain here. And now we are good. I've overcome numerous obstacles. And now I'll be able to supply you with that digital crack on Patreon. Just $5 a month. And I'll keep you supplied. It's going to be amazing. I promise. You will not hear this anywhere else. It will be completely exclusive. And this is for the hardcore listeners out there. This isn't for the casuals out there that, you know, they claim to love the program. They claim to, but they haven't heard the Patreon episodes that will be coming. Definitely sign up. It's going to be amazing. I promise. It's going to be a good one. We do need your support. You can go to michaeldeacon.com and for sure you'll be able to see that Patreon logo and even if you just want to use PayPal to donate, that's also fine. You will be able to get that episode, even if you donate through that. That's over at michaeldeacon.com. And of course, I do want to thank everyone out there listening to this right now. Those in the chat room really do appreciate that. I'm glad you guys were able to hang out with me here tonight. And yes, the address is patreon.com forward slash michaeldeacon. Oh, yeah. Believe me, you're going to like this. I'm going to have Vanessa with me. She will be a bit of a co-host that night. And you won't hear that anywhere else except through the Patreon. I know. Don't worry. I know what you're saying. Will it be worth it? Oh, believe me, it will. It's going to be hysterical and insightful, just like here. But a little bit more on Patreon. And of course, as we bring it home here tonight, I also want to pay my respects to the international listeners out there, I do want to say thank you to the listeners in the UK. Holy hell. I feel like I've been abusing my brothers and sisters from across the pond, as they say. Yes, I realize now that we have all sorts of listeners in the UK. I used to think the Canadians, oh yeah, the the, the ever so great Canadians out there who pour maple syrup on all their foods. We love the Canadians here. But those in the UK have really come together and dominated the rest of uh, the other countries that hang in and listen to the program. The UK dominating everyone. Oh, yeah. I'm blown away by that. It must have been because of the episode with what's her name? I'm, I'm forgetting her name now. Katie Hopkins. Yeah, there we go. I'm not sure why I blanked out on her name, but that episode with Katie Hopkins, for those that don't know, she is a media personality provocateur. Yeah, I think I might need to bring her back in here very soon. She was very fun to uh, listen to, but yes, much respect to those out there 
in the UK. And of course, those in California got a big group of listeners out there as well. And of course, Texas love that. And of course, thank you to everyone out there who tune in and those on the fringe FM who will be listening to this on a Sunday night. Hello from the future. And of course, those out there who will listen to this on the podcast version of the program, you can find that on iTunes and all the big major uh, podcast platforms out there, your favorite ones. It's most likely on there. Just look for end of days and look for the all seen eye logo. Never mind the rest there. Those are just a waste of time. You are looking for end of days, the one and only. Oh, yeah. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was uncomfortable to talk to you about that part of what's going on behind the scenes, that part of my life there. I didn't like it. I didn't like talking to you about that at all. I am disgusted with myself even talking to you about that. But sometimes you have to talk about things that you really don't want to talk about sometimes, especially here on this program. And we are joined by one more soul here before I wrap it up. Uh, caller, what's going on? Caller, are you there, caller? He's not talking, folks. I'm not sure why. But yes, you are live on the air, sir. Are are you out there? And he hung up. Let's try this this number here. Someone else is calling in. And they hung up too. Wow, that is incredible. Uh, if you want to call in that number, 760-332-8724, I'm not sure why you would want to right when we are shutting things down, but I do appreciate you uh, giving me a call here. Oy vey. Shut it down. Exactly. We're trying to. We're trying to shut this down, but people were calling in all of a sudden. I would have really enjoyed your call a couple minutes ago. Regardless, it's the thought that counts. That's amazing. The thought that counts indeed. Oh, yes, boys and girls. And oh, there's the phone calls yet again. Caller, you are live on the air. What's up? Test, test. Hey, and you're back. What's up, my friend? Caller. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. What's up? Hey, I was just glad to hear you. That was a wonderful show you did with Dr. Turing. I actually work with him on the website. Oh, do you? Are you the webmaster? Oh, we might have... Oh, man. What's going on here? Are we losing you? Yes, I can hear you perfectly fine. Actually, I can hear you well now. I just had to get my uh, whole system corrected up on it. I heard you was having problems with computer stuff because I've set him up with a lot of speaker things there, too, so it would actually work well for him. Ah, yes. Yeah, lots of issues here behind the scenes, but most of that, uh, some of it, I'm not sure what it was, but some of it was just my computer as well. Yeah, I build those two and put them together, being besides a geek, also a gamer and a bunch. Yeah, there's, there's all sorts of people calling in. I just want to say I appreciate Hello. the show very much. I'll go ahead and let you go and I'll holler at you later. Thank you very much. All right, thank you, buddy. Uh, hello, what's going on, caller? Hey, Michael Deacon. That's me. How are you doing? It's your old buddy, Paul Treger. What's up, Paul? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Just wrapping up the program uh, another night. Some more fun. You know how it goes here. Jeez, I just I came in kind of late on everything, but I heard you talking about your uncle. Oh, yes. Going through this process. That's right. Yeah, man. And and I got to tell you, I've gone through I've gone through this like recently. I went through a uh, stepfather dying recently, a couple years back. I went through my mother dying. And it's something that I mean, you're right. It's like something that everyone has to go through this. And, um, you know, you made some you made some really good points there. But it's part of it's part of the life process, you know, it's a of life. And when you're it's it's like when you know someone 
you know, who you're, you're close to a family member that's going through it. It's like, you just got to be there for them. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You have, you have to be there for them uh, as uncomfortable as it is. Very, very uncomfortable. So I, I also wanted to ask, ask you if you heard anything about um, if, if you checked out or had any thoughts on the Trump on uh, Tucker Carlson I got the other day it, talking yeah. about UFOs. I did get a chance to see that. That was um something else. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I thought it was like kind of like disappointing. I was hoping for more. I know there's a lot of people who have been like for that to happen or, or, or had – um, you know, had, we're, we're anticipating it and expecting it to, you know, be like some kind of like game changer. But I think it's like, it's like where, where it's always at. The powers that be, you know, the central authority, they just want to keep everyone kind of suspended, suspended somewhere between belief and disbelief about what's going on out there. No, so, I, I it's like agree. The same old story. It is. It gets, it gets to the point where you have trouble believing these sort of things that come out. Do you think that because part of this is like all coming from where the um, you know the government has been hanging out, you know, making admissions about like they've been acknowledging unidentified flying objects that there's things they see that they don't know about. Do you think there's anything behind that? Do you think there's a movement behind that? Yes, I think there's something much more to the story than what we're led to believe, my friend. Like like always. I think there might be a reason why they're doing this yeah. now. It's just, it, it's unusual that uh, we have to go through this yet again, this sort of um, soft disclosure, as some would say. Exactly. It's a, it is sort exactly. of like that. But then again, it's, it's really hard to say, though, because you have these prominent players that are questionable. Highly. What's the motive? What's the reason? We don't exactly know. We only know what's on the surface, and that's the bad and part. The other thing is the timing. Exactly the timing. Because it's like right now, it's like the dog days of Sirius just started. You know, like I had July third, and it's like all kinds of high weirdness, all kinds of like gateway, cosmic gateways are like traditionally open up during this time period, and then you've got that going on, the Tucker Carlson thing. You've got um, they they dropped a new season of, of, uh, stranger things. Right. Which is all like, I mean, that whole show is probably a psyop too. Right. It's just to get everyone, like it's, it's another soft disclosure thing, get I, everyone used to the idea of, of multidimensional beings and stuff well, like that. Paul, to be honest with you, I've never actually seen the show. I've always had trouble with, um, programs where the kids are the lead. <laughs> Why that? I don't know. I, I've just always had an issue with it. It's just, uh, I guess a, with, it's where the kids not, are believed. Well, not, no. When they're when they're playing the lead role, when they are the lead, when they are the headline. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just not really. Yeah. Not really for that sort of thing. I'm not sure why. Very much like you see on television, you see these young kids used for political gain, uh, either on the left or the right. You yeah. Can, you could even see that little girl who was uh, doing the whole AOC. Um, a photograph thing, a eight-year-old girl who was uh, taking photographs like uh, AOC. She had to, uh, I guess, delete some sort of uh, account uh, because people were doxing her and threatening her family. That's uh, terrible. Are you still there? I'm still here. I don't think your phone likes us. Um, so I, 
I, I don't know. I, you know, my phone is it's starting to piss me off. But I agree with you about all of that stuff. And then also, what about the Jeffrey Epstein thing? That's right. Um, Jeffrey Epstein. It, just just like came out, just like came out, this huge like sex trafficking deal. It's like another one, you know? And everyone's quiet about it. Yep. And that's the sad part. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, definitely. I saw that uh, a couple hours ago, actually, New York Times. Even saw it on uh, Fox News as well. Got that on my news feed here. Yeah. No, it's, it's total sickness. Total sickness. This is total, total elite, elite level of society that just lives a completely sick lifestyle. Um, and they're completely think that they're like free from, uh, free from normal laws and morality and stuff like that. So it's just very disturbing. Very disturbing. Very disturbing. I hate to see uh, any of these things go on. I hate to see kids being used uh, for political leverage. You see it on the right and left, and that you see people like Jeffrey Epstein, who was friends with a lot of these. Uh, high-ranking politicians, we won't name any names, we all know who they are. Uh, we see that uh, for a long time now. Right. They, they go they go on without being punished, but now it seems like it's caught up to them. But we'll find, we'll, we'll see what happens, though. Yep. It seems like there's more to this uh, case. More people probably should be uh, in the hot seat for all this. No, absolutely. I mean, it, it's 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 very disturbing, and 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 I agree with what you're saying too about how like children are like used in 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 the media and stuff. And when I put on this pedestal, I mean, and and there's just there's like some, you know, this is a thing about that show actually, that Stranger Things show, really, is that it's getting into this like sexuality with the Ooh. kids, right? It's a thing that's like the most disturbing thing about it actually Yikes. is that as the show progresses on, all the kids like get into like, you know, they have like little, um, you know, romantic relationships with each other. Yeah, see, that's what I'm disturbing. That's what I'm like, talking about. That's what I'm talking like, about. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm telling you, that's yeah. the sort of thing that bothers me. Just like the movie It, that also had some sort of. A pedophilia sort of theme going on with it as well. Yeah, and so what does that mean? Because when they put when they when they put stuff like that in the media and 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 in movies and television, you always get that feeling that they're they're making some statement. They're trying to say, oh, this is how things should be. Exactly. You know, because that's that's a purpose of television. Yeah, they're right? trying to normalize. They're trying to normalize things. Right. That's very sick. And what's even worse is that there's lots of um, uh, these kids, like I'm mentioning here, a lot of them have gotten their own little fan base going. It, it's the weirdest thing. Just like uh, serial killers here in America, lots of women want to even marry these men that are behind bars for life. How backwards are we? What's that all about? I don't know, man. It You know, you look up some of these statistics and you look up things like uh, the most popular uh, podcasts. And the ones that are usually center around uh, serial killers and crime we have a messed up country, in my opinion. It's fascination with the revulsion. So that's something that, like, Anton LaVey like to, to point that out, that, like, there's something about people that are, like, fascinated with things that are, are uh, the most repulsive and love to look at things like that. So that's, like, one thing. Maybe that's, like, some deep, sick facet of, like, uh, a nature but what's disturbing is when 
central authority, when the man is creating these images, typing them into, typing them into people's homes, typing them into the popular media, um, and the music industry. I mean, this, the music industry is a case study of this. This is younger and younger and younger um, that the pop idols are. And um, have you seen this? Have you seen the uh, the, the Neverland documentary that's out on HBO? I, Michael? Sure, I sure did. What did you think of that? That was amazing. You know, these sort of allegations have been around for it's bizarre. It, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. And all this but but you know, what? everyone knew this was going on, right? I mean, everyone knew this. I mean, when I was a kid, and Michael Jackson. I mean, everyone just knew Michael Jackson is not a fucking normal person. Not at all. Knew that. It's just. Now it's just being like, you know, documented. It's being acknowledged by the people who were um who are the targets of it. The people well, who suffer the most from it are there, finally like coming forth. There are people that are defend but you know what it's like Yeah, but there are people that are defending those those um the family has been defending Michael Jackson along with so many other people saying that those that are accusing Michael of these things, they are just in it for the money, of course. And they're saying these allegations mm-hmm. are completely false. What do you think? Do you think they're false? Well, that's hard to say. I'm not quite sure I wasn't there, but I didn't have to be on the Titanic to know that it sunk either. But uh, given the fact that he is so adamant about sharing his bed with children, that that's a red flag to me, in my opinion. And the fact that he's handled that the way the the fact that he's uh, paid uh, several families out of court these large sums of money definitely brings up red flags in my mind. Oh yeah, there's red flags all over the place. And and watching these documentaries, watching because you know almost the majority of the interview time, um, perhaps you know next to, next to the victims themselves, like the boys who are now men or grown up, is with their mothers. Their mothers are telling the story. And that's something, you know, that's the same with both of these instances. And that's the same instance for a lot of people who go down in situations. They have an overbearing mother who pushed the father out of the uh, out of the situation. Because both of the both of the women talk about both of the families talk about how the father was like, well, he kind of got pushed out he of the situation. He was pushed out. He was around, I remember you know? that, yeah. And it's like the, the, the overbearing overbearing mothers on this desire to, oh, you know, when they, mother takes, you know, a five-year-old kid and starts dressing them up like that and taking them to like, you know, dance-offs and modeling and stuff like that. She is contributing to sending him down this, sending this child down this path, that path yeah. to go situations where he can be potentially, exploited, know, preyed upon. Yeah. Preyed upon, exploited, no doubt. And that's exactly what happened. How how gross though! I'm not sure why anyone would even think that's perfectly fine and acceptable to go ahead and and sleep in his bed. Yeah, go ahead, knock yourself out. Thirty year old man at the right. time, share your bed with him. Yeah, that's remarkable. No, if it was me, if it was me, if I if I'd been in any of the the fathers in any of the situation, I'd have been saying no way. Exactly. Where were where were the fathers? That's another thing. Yeah. Jesus. That's a, it's a really a horrible situation. Even if those people in the documentary were just completely lying, it still doesn't answer for all the other questions that there are. And just think about all the other people yeah. that didn't come forward. Think about what Latoya oh, Jackson yeah. said in the past. And again. Oh yeah. And um, again, the media 
It's like encouraging this pattern. It's oh, encouraging they, this pattern. Yes. It's, 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 it's validating. It's, it's, they champion the single, the single mother is held up on this idealistic pedestal. And now um, I have a lot of respect for, for single mothers, right? For, right, right? for women who have to go through that, who do the best they can, right? Definitely. I have a lot of respect for that. But there's something about our society that's like, like, like um, the, the media wants to like focus on that is like, that's the ideal. And this is part of, in my opinion, this whole master plan of reprogramming our society to destroy families because a family is like the most basic unit of subservience, right? The most natural unit of human beings living without the need for a centralized authority, a centralized governmental authority. So that interest is putting out, sending out these ways, sending out these signals, encouraging, discouraging that basically. Encouraging, you know, sin, you know, the the family's not cool. That's not a cool thing. What's cool is if you've got a single mother, you know, and and that's the way to go, and that's what they want. That's, that's how they want our society to be. Um, we've cer- we've certainly gone away from that. You're right. We have moved past that. That's really not something that is often talked about. Moving away from the family, and that is very important indeed. That's all you really have. And I always feel bad for lots of guests that I've talked to that don't have a relationship with either their mother or father, uh, sometimes even both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, didn't, I really didn't, under any, uh, didn't really understand that. I didn't have any comprehension, I should say, about any of that sort of stuff until I got much older and then realized what was um, really important in life. Uh, your family is all you really have. Right. You don't think about it younger. You don't think about it when you're going through when you're going through life and you're young. You just accept everything as normal, right? You you think everything that happens to you, well, this is just normal. This is how it goes. My mom takes me out to takes me to a dance off and has me dress up like Michael Jackson. Well, that's normal. My mom wants you know my mom wants to like dress me up like a little girl. <laughs> you know that's normal. that's normal. Yeah, you know right. You know, Michael Jackson wants me to come sleep in his bed and, you know, they're okay with that. Well, that's just, that's, that's how life is. And it's only when you grow up, you grow up and you realize, well, maybe certain things in my upbringing weren't actually normal. Or if they were, maybe normal is not the right word, but they weren't yeah, really you, in my best interest. Right. You definitely learn you know? that as, yeah, you definitely learn that as you get older, you realize that the adults, when you were just a child, you realize that the adults weren't actually adults. They're just overgrown children at times. Oh, yeah. You learn that hard reality later on in life. You grow up thinking these are your elders. They are very wise. They're a lot smarter than you are. And then you realize that a lot of them were just full of shit. Right. They were just like out for themselves. They didn't care about whether, Absolutely. you know, whether, whether you as a child had a, had a good upbringing or whatever, especially with teachers. I mean, that's a big re- revelation for me. It's like when I look back on all of the teachers that I had going through the public school system, I realized there's like one or two or three that, that stood out to me, but I thought that they liked me at the time and maybe they like uh, helped me. But then sometimes I think, you know, really, they were just like helping themselves. They were trying to lead me a certain way, right? They were trying to instill, you know, certain things that they thought were right in me. And maybe they 
weren't actually the right thing. And then that's just the teachers, the overwhelming majority of them. When I look back, I realized they were just, they didn't give a shit. They're just like working a job. It's coming in and like teaching a bunch of kids every day. They, they take this job like, oh, I'm going to work, you know, like, yeah, you know. that's it. Like I'm a plumber or whatever, you know, just going to do work and whatever. And the kids, you just shuffle through the kids. Just going like, through uh, the motions, like, my know, friend. Work. Just uh, They're just going through the motions, just being completely brainwashed by the masses and influenced by everything else in the world. Uh, they don't really care right. about you. <laughs> yes, you learn that later on in life, though, and then that's when it all hurts for a while. And then you uh, realize you shouldn't hurt at all. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Paul, I do want to thank you for giving me a call here. It's always fun to talk to you. Definitely feel free to call in anytime you like, my friend. Absolutely, man. Great talking to you again. Take care and keep doing the the awesome work that you're doing with the show out there, making a difference. Thank you, my friend. And take care and be safe out there wherever you are. All right. You too, man. Have a good evening. All right, buddy. Take care. And there he goes, folks. That was Paul. And of course, I do want to take this time yet again to thank everyone in the chat room and those who will listen to this program uh, tomorrow or any other time. It's been a fun show yet again. And international listeners out there, thank you so much for your support, too. Stay safe, everyone. No matter where you are on this island earth, I'm Michael Deacon. I'll see you again very soon. 